MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. Alright, today is Thursday. It's the first day of June. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a small plane carrying two people crashed into a utility vehicle, vehicle driving on the Pennsylvania Turnpike off-ramp at about 2.35 in the afternoon on Wednesday. According to the Federal Aviation Administration, two people were on board the single-engine Cessna 180 when it crashed on the Turnpike south of the Capital City Airport. One of the plane's passengers were take, was taken to the hospital by helicopter and a second was transported to the hospital by ambulance. The extent of their injury are not known at this time. It is part of the investigation. The truck driver was not injured. The circumstances leading up to the crash are still being investigated and a hazmat team was called, but no fire or explosion was reported. A preliminary FAA report could be released as soon as today. According to PennDOT, all entrances and exit ramps at the Harrisburg West Interchange were closed for an extended period. However, the main line of the turnpike remained open. When you come to an intersection and there's a plane across, the, what what gets the right away. Who gets the right away? Who gets the right away? Uh, depends on who arrived at right. the, uh, the, the stop, the sign, stop first. sign first. Yeah, yeah. By the way, the person that was taken to uh, the hospital in a helicopter, yeah. you think they might have gone, can no. we drive, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just had a bad experience. <laughs> you know, It's caused some trauma. I don't think I want to yeah. go back up there again. Could you, why don't you suspend me on a harness underneath the helicopter? <laughs> Wow. You know what, though? You know there's like a thing between helicopter pilots and plane pilots? It's like uh, 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 the uh, um, skiers and snowboarders. And snowboarders, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah, like the helicopter pilots like, well, we, we got this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll take care of this. Don't worry. We'll get you there safe. You can How's get your there. whirly bird? Yeah, we'll take you there. Uh, the Capital City Airport is located five miles from downtown Harrisburg and the state capitol building. A vehicle theft ring that is operating in the tri-state area and possibly out of Delaware may have hit Haverford Township over Memorial. Memorial Day holiday, according to law enforcement sources. Six ABC aired images of the suspects who authorities believe are mostly teenagers. I think these are the people that hit my neighborhood. So, oh, Kathy, like, so yeah. I, I know for a fact. So, the, the um, uh, my wife's car was stolen. I got those guys on video. Uh, my na- They attempted to steal my neighbor's car. Uh, I got those guys. And they... They, if they were sixteen, yes. I would have been amazed. Steve, same thing. That that was the what we had talked about with all of our neighbors. Yeah. We're like, we look, they look like teenagers. Yeah. But, yeah. but one of the the kids in these uh, images that ABC released uh, looks exactly like the kid, almost even wearing something very similar, sim- similar. And their crews, because in both the videos that I got, and I have got security cameras all over the place. It's four people in the vehicle both times. Yeah. Yeah. Haverford Township Police Chief John Viola said Monday into Tuesday, the thieves entered 31 cars and two vehicles with keys in them were stolen. Dash cam video shows a stolen black BMW crashed into a fence near Pembroke and Manoa Streets. Police stopped the pursuit for safety reasons, but the SUV was later recovered in Delaware. On Monday night uh, into Tuesday, authorities uh, say that they hit uh, Chatham Park, Oakmont and Brookline neighborhoods of the township. Surveillance video captures the teens looking for an easy steal. Radnor 
Bonner Township police confirmed that they are investigating 18 thefts from auto cases and five stolen in just the past two months, which is a high amount for the township. And there are no good areas or bad areas. They're on the road. They're traveling all over the place. Yeah. Sources believe the suspects are responsible for not only thefts in Delaware County, but also in the entire tri-state area. Mm. The BMW stolen was later recovered in Delaware just six hours after it was taken. Another vehicle stolen Monday night, a 2021 Mazda CXS, was not recovered. Old City Eats is back for the summer season. Festivities kick off tonight with the Old City Eats block party. Nearly a dozen restaurants and bars will be serving outdoors. Live entertainment and vendors will be set up along 2nd Street between Market and Chestnut from 5 until 9 this evening. Have you guys ever done this? I've never done it. No, I actually never made it down. Yeah. Yeah. Marissa might have. The summer-long happy hour features discounted food and drink every Thursday from 5 to 7 through the end of August. More than 20 restaurants are participating. The full list of restaurants, along with their menus, can be found at oldcitydistrict.org. In sports this morning... The Phillies lost to the Mets oh, 4-1 last night wow. in New what York. What the f- is this? Honestly, I don't care. I gave up. Remember, oh, okay. I gave up on sports right. until uh, right. Eagles camp. We can't go to spring training anymore. No. Nope. <laughs> clearly, it doesn't work. Mark Tano homered and drove in four runs to lead the Mets the to the f- win. Is that? Last season, the Phillies went 5-14 and against the Mets and have lost the first two games between the division rivals this year, scoring only one run over two nights. What the f***? The series wraps up this afternoon. Taiwan Walker will get to start. The first pitch is scheduled for 110. Last night at Subaru Park, the Philadelphia Union beat Charlotte FC yeah. 1-0 and extending their unbeaten streak to eight games. Goalkeeper Andre Blake was strong once again, and the team picked up their sixth shutout of 2023. The Union are at home again this weekend and will host CF Montreal on Saturday night. The match will begin at 7.30, and the NBA Finals are set to begin tonight as the top-seeded team in the West. The Denver Nuggets host the eighth-seeded Miami Heat tip-off in Colorado is scheduled for 8.30. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you so much, Kathy. All right, nice, toasty Thursday morning to share together. We have a few things that are taking place today. We are going to have wrestler Drew Gulak on the show. Uh, he's great from guy. the area, he's in town, and he's going to swing by and say hello. We love hanging out with him. He's it's great. Terrific, man. yeah. Uh, so he's popping in the 8 o'clock hour. And then we're going to meet someone, uh, a new uh, relationship we're forming with a composer named Laura Karpman. And we actually connected with her through uh, the Michael Giacchino camp. Yeah, she's in she's in the Marvel camp herself. That is correct. Nick, what is uh, what has she done with the uh, Marvel? The Marvels, universe? which is coming out uh, this year, later this year, and so um, that's the sequel to Captain Marvel, and it's got it's also um, you know building off the Disney Plus series. And um, they are debuting a suite from the Marvels, which doesn't come out until November, this weekend in Philadelphia with the Philadelphia Orchestra. Okay, so... She also did the What If series, Preston, and the, oh, yeah. and the uh, Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. Awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. done three for, for uh, Marvel. Well, Laura is going to be actually conducting the Philadelphia Orchestra at their free Pride concert on Saturday. And that's where you'll be able to hear this new uh, song from the Marvels. So we'll talk to Laura in the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, and we also have to announce our coolest teacher. Oh, okay. So we'll announce our coolest teacher, and then we will draw a new school after that. So we put it to Haverford High School to text in and get the voting link, and they did it. And we now have a coolest teacher that we would like to reveal. Our coolest teacher award from Haverford High School goes to 
Madame Kelly March. And I guess that's what you call a French teacher. My uh, my kid's French teacher, Madame Cushmore, uh, at uh, Souderton High School, and goes by the title Madame. I I never we never had that with my French teacher. So Madame Kelly March is a French teacher at Haverford High School, and we would like to find out about her and award her her uh, due earned uh, trophy, which is the coolest teacher of the year, coffee mug. It's, it's meant for bragging rights. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a $50 gift card from our friends at uh, Five Below. So if you know Madame March, let her know that she has indeed won. And to give us a call, she's got a minute this morning. I'm happy for Madame, but I'm kind of bummed for my friend Madame Anthony Cunicelli, oh. who's the Italian teacher there. Oh. Is he? Yeah, I was really pulling for him. His daughter and my daughter are like great friends, and Missy and, and he and uh, we all get along. We, we it's a battle of language teachers. As a matter of fact, we play Mexican train dominoes. I learned it at their house, uh, okay. and he has made the only uh, lasagna that I actually like. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's an Italian teacher. Yes. Damn it, you need to be able to make a good. You lasagna. have not had yeah. Madame's croissants yet. I have oh, not. Yeah. No. By the way, they, they didn't offer Italian in my high school. No, it was right? like uh, Spanish, French, German, uh, German. German. That was That's pretty it. much what we had too. Yeah. Uh, that would be that would be a great language to know. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, Madame March, congratulations, and uh, you have certainly earned it. All right. Uh, we get to choose a new school. Whose turn? It would be Kathy. Kathy Romano. Woo! All right. We're gonna walk around <laughs> to the other side with the giant jar of school names. Casey's doing a very sexy shake of the. He's so special. Of the All jar. Right. All right. Here That's we go. Good, that was a good thing. I didn't mean that's a bad thing. All right. Oh, good. We're going to go to New Jersey. All right. And we've got West Deptford High School. West Deptford. All right. That's it. West Deptford High School. Very simple for you to vote. All you have to do is text the word teacher to 39333. And we'll send you the voting link. And you take it from there. So if you go to West Deptford, make sure you let the staff know. Uh, that your school has been chosen for this. You can direct them to PrestonandSteve.com if they want to see what it's all about. Uh, but you have 24 hours to vote for that. So tomorrow morning, we will reveal who at West Stepford is going to be the winner of Coolest Teacher of the Year. Love doing this thing. Yes. Love, yeah. love, love it. So, all right, let's take a break. Got a lot of really kind of interesting, heavy stories to pass along in uh, yeah. uh, the entertainment news, as well as some lighter stuff, too. Uh, but we'll get into that in a moment, as well as the stupid questions. Stay put. We'll be all right back. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding! Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Window Nation. You feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so since we had a French teacher, one coolest teacher, I want to do a French stupid question. Ooh la la. Uh, C'est magnifique. Uh, courtesy of listener Beverly from uh, the Lehigh Valley. Beverly. <laughs> had a couple of major league albums. <laughs> Beverly. <laughs> We I didn't know clip. we had that. Oh, yeah, I, keep adding, I keep adding more. Yes, we nice. got a Beverly now. We have a Toby. And Toby! We have give a Steve. Steve! 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 Shut up. Give me Beverly again. I want to Beverly. 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 All right. Uh, we're going to give away love that. a pair of tickets as uh, MMR Rock's Brian Adams. And this will be along with uh, Joan Jett. And that is Wednesday, June 7th, Wells Fargo Center. The question, courtesy of Beverly, is... Uh, the candy, non-parels. You guys familiar yeah, with those? Yes. Okay. What is the meaning of non-parels? This is a French uh, phrase. Mm. What does that mean? 215-263-WMMR. She said, thanks and sorry to bother you at work, by the way, in the email she sent. All right, I'll go through some birthdays while we await your answer. Today would be the first day of June, and we'll celebrate from the world of rock and roll Mr. Ronnie Wood, guitarist for Rolling Stones. Uh, he's 76, and I think he was in The Faces as well. Yes, he was. He? Yeah. he was a part of the uh, the Faces. And, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, solid. Uh, yeah. A part of a yeah. legend. Absolutely. Two legendary bands. Yep. He wasn't in the band when this song came out. Okay, I have no <laughs> idea. And, and as a matter of fact, like, when you're Ronnie Wood, like... And you have Keith Richards, like, which parts are yours and which yeah, parts are his? a very good question. You know, and, and, like, and I, you know, I've always seen, in my mind, him as just kind of a support guy. As have I. You know? Yeah. Um, Basically and, a loser. No, yeah. I don't, oh, no, I don't no, know no. about that, I but... That. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, Keith is the star. He's yeah. also the, one of the main, with, he and Mick write the songs yep, that make the young girls cry. But he is, uh, he's been in, uh, <clears throat> he's been entrenched in, in rock for so long. Him and, you know, obviously the faces, I think he may have played with Rod Stewart solo for a little while as he well. Did. Maybe toured with him too, so. Yeah, you know what song's great? It's that Ooh La La song by the faces. Uh, and I don't know, it, like, it shows up in commercials and, uh, he, he played on that. I just found that How up. How does it go? If you don't mind. Sing it a little bit. Uh, you don't for us. know if I knew, if I knew then what oh, I, I knew. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going up the lyrics. I wish. Yeah. I, I knew what I knew then, then. when I was younger. That's a great song. Yeah. 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 Um, I wish that I I wish that I knew what I knew now when I was younger. That's it. Younger. Yeah. Kathy yeah. has a beautiful ring. voice. Yeah. Um, oh, this, this? this is a great song. Uh, who's this playing the guitar? Yeah. Maybe it's Ron It's Wood. Keith Richards. Yeah. No, this is Stay With Me. Yeah. So this is Faces, right? So yeah. this is a great song. This is one I, I love to 
uh, to just put on. And... A, this is a great band. A lot yeah. of great music. Yeah. Happy birthday, Ron Wood. 76 years old today. It's also Pat Boone's birthday today. Another big rocker. And he is, is described in this birthday list as squeaky clean singer and actor. <laughs> he actually did release a rock album. In fact, he used to sing a version of Crazy Train that was the beginning of the Osbournes. Exactly. Yeah. That was it. Because he was their next door neighbor. The next, and they, were, they got along famously. They were apparently really good friends. Uh, so he turns 89 years old today. Uh, you know, an uh, interesting tidbit about uh, Pat Boone is I remember seeing, I think it might have been in the uh, the movie Hail, Hail, Rock and Roll, uh, where, uh, you know, Little Richard had uh, Tutti Frutti. Yeah. But it didn't become a huge hit until Pat Boone sang it. And they kind of cover that. And, and clearly all the, all the soul of the song is from... The Little Richard version, yeah. but, but Pat Boone kind of milked it up. Milked yeah. it and, and, and they do that. They take it from black artists and give it to white performers, and then yeah. they get traction. But uh, Pat Boone's always been very, you know, this, this, the, the, he was the true genius. You oh, know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, he, he always gave credit to the people that deserved it. So Pat Boone is 89 years old today. Uh, it's Morgan Freeman's. Pat Lee is one damn fine monster to be working outdoors. Uh, he is, man, and just looking at, at a small list of the things he's done. Driving Miss Daisy, Glory, Unforgiven, The Shawshank Redemption, Seven, Bruce Almighty, Million Dollar Baby. These are just some of the things I've been come to know now. <laughs> <laughs> Batman Begins. Just a, an amazing force. He's so good. Uh, uh, all the way back Driving to Miss Daisy, I just watched. Um, oh. And he's there's that great scene where Jessica Tandy, Miss Daisy, says, you know, you're my only friend. Yeah. It's such a beautiful scene. Yep. Um, I, I, I'm sick of driving you around. <laughs> you're an old bitch. You're oh. a nightmare. You're driving to yeah, a wall. You're like a car bunker. Uh, can't remove. So he is uh, 86. <laughs> Kill us both. Years old today. I'll drive your ass right through the piggly wiggly. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if there was a scene where he just drives <laughs> through the piggly wiggly? Hold on tight. Um... David Berkowitz, yeah. son of Sam Keller. Yes, every now and then we have an infamous birthday that we put up here. Uh, he turned 70 years old, still imprisoned and 70 years old. Uh, the whole story of that, which was the the, the summer of Sam, right? It was yeah. the Spike uh, Lee um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. movie. It was really good. I liked it. Critically, it didn't do all that well, but I thought it was it captured the, the tone of that time. I remember when he was on his uh, his rampage. We were living in New York, and it was, yeah. It was it scary? If, if you had, yes, if yeah. you... Women with dark hair, you know, where the, the normal thing would be to go into the city on the weekend or go in, the, in that general area. That became uh, that that became verboten. Yeah, and it, people were terrified. Yeah, you know, there was a yeah. type that he went after. Yeah, you know, it's it's pretty wild in this day and age. You don't see that much of, uh, you know, we, uh, because we still obviously there's killers uh, out yes. and about, and there are serial killers, but you, it, it didn't capture like it doesn't happen now where it's like people are f- afraid to leave the house well, I also because think, of an individual is out there, you know? Right, and there's such a glut of yeah. shows and things that focus in on these type yeah. of people yeah. that I think maybe we've become desensitized a little I, bit. I think so. He's 70 today. Heidi Klum's birthday is today. A big one for Miss Klum. She turns 50 years old. And right behind her... Alanis Morissette is 49 years old today. Alanis is a juggernaut, man. This album is just... It'll stand as one of the most incredible 
not it's not it was it her full debut because she had done stuff before. No, it was her kind of her rock her debut. Rock she had done pop yeah. stuff beforehand, right. but when this hit, it was like I mean, she was a force to be reckoned with. I mean, it kind of changed things. And she was the first artist signed to Madonna's label, wasn't she? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe so. Yeah. yeah. You guys ever meet her? No. 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 Yeah. That's would somebody you? I'd like. No, I would have loved I, to. I, I never have. Yeah. I'd love to meet her. She seems actually really cool. She does. She essentially plays herself on that animated show, uh, uh, North Alaska or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, and she's very funny. Uh, she's 49 today. Uh, actress Terry Polo. Uh, you remember uh, was the uh, the love interest in Meet the Parents? Yes. Uh, Pam is who she played. She the wait the she, West Wing. Hang on a second. Was she the one that uh, Michael J. Fox's Tracy Poland? Oh, then never mind. Let me turn, turn that off. It is a good song, though. It is a good that song. Is, yeah. right, let's Billy Bear and the Beaters. It. Yeah, it's yeah. a classic in this moment. Uh, kind of goes with anything, really. Yeah. And you know, there's there's that scene in the Parents where De Niro is dancing with. Uh, <laughs> Right. Ben Stiller to this right, song. Yeah. No, I, I was wondering why you were playing this. Damn it. It's a great song. Though. What was that lady's name again? Terry. Tracy uh, Tracy Pollen. Tracy Pollen. 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 Yeah. Uh, so, Terry Polo. Yes. Uh, is 54 <laughs> Entirely different person. Yes. Yeah. Not worthy of this song. No. Uh, Jonathan Price, uh, great actor. He's been in lots of things. From- Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> it is good. Dude, what are you doing? Is this the new Josh Groban? <laughs> I know it's Josh. Oh. Shut the f up! <laughs> you raised me. That's a place Shut the uh, Jonathan Price. Yes. Uh, movies like Brazil, Evita, Glengarry Glen Glam- Ross. He was in uh, Game of Thrones as well. Yeah. He played the High Sparrow. Do you know what he's excellent in? A movie that I really love. It's the movie version of Something Wicked This Way Comes, the uh, Ray Bradbury story. I never saw that. So he plays the dark figure okay. uh, who is sort of a, a Satan type of figure. But right. it's, it's a wonderful movie. It's about uh, basically about a father and a son where Jason Robards is, the, is an older father to this young son, and he's sort of maligned in town because his dad is so much older. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, a, it's a great movie. I thought about reading the book. I haven't. Yeah, uh, it's Ray one Bradbury. I never read. So. Yeah. Uh, he is 76 years old today. Ah, it's Brian Cox's birthday today. Wow. Succession. Yes, Logan Roy. And he's been in so many things. He was the original years. Hannibal Lecter. Uh, that is correct. Yep. In Manhunter. And also... Super Troopers, like he does <laughs> Succession and Hannibal Lecter, and then he shows up in, in Super Troopers. And I didn't even know until years later that he was in Braveheart because he has such a yeah. huge beard. Yeah, and I, I didn't know that was him. Oh, he's great in is um, Gangs of New York. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. I it's watched a, that a while ago. Yeah. It, it's an intense movie. Uh, but, man, did he hit his stride <laughs> as Logan Roy in Succession. Uh, he is 77 years old today. Uh, it's Tom Holland's birthday as well. He's great. Yep. Uh, he turns, wow, he's only 27 years old. Yeah. I was watching the sequence where he is They're shooting that bridge scene from, you know, uh, where Doc Ock uh, comes up and... You know, he's running, obviously, they got the green screen stuff and they got his suit on, but he's doing all those gymnastics onto cars and flips and all that stuff. That's him. Uh, he's really good golfer, too, by the way. What? I know this because that's my sport, but yeah, he can play. He's low handicap. Yep. Oh. He's, he's really good at it. He's uh, 27. Uh, and then, final birthday is Amy. Oh. Uh, Amy turns 42 years old. That'd be one of the wildest 
Remember, she was here. We didn't. We weren't even going to have her on. She forced her way on our show. <laughs> yeah, like she. We were having. She was like. She a, owes us. Yeah. Well, she was a supporting act for another comedian, and I don't even know who it was. I thought and, she uh, came in with uh, Wendy McClendon uh, Covey. Yeah. No. I thought they were in together, but you know what, Meredith, uh, who brings all our helium comedians in, she, she'll know. She'll know. Yep. Because it was one like we didn't know who she was, and I think she might have been an opener for somebody. And, yeah. Uh, and so, then, yeah. like a year or two later, boom. Can't touch her. Yep. Yeah. We're really good at not knowing. We the, are yeah, know, so impact good at people. it. Yeah. She's 42. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, non Perel is French. What does it mean? 215-263-WMMR. That is the number. And we will go to Mike and see if we can get an answer. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Hey. <laughs> All right, Mike. Uh, what does uh, non Perel mean, please? Having no equal? Yes, exactly. Without equal or unrivaled. And hang on the line, Mike, because you just got yourself some tickets to go see Brian Adams and uh, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts Wednesday, June 7th, the Wells Fargo Center. Tickets are on sale now via wellsfargocenterphilly.com. You can text CONCERTS to 39333. We'll send you a link. Uh, to the MMR concert calendar and complete details. All right, I mentioned I have a couple heavy stories. We're going to start with those. Danny Masterson from that 70s show was convicted yesterday on two counts of forcible rape. The jury could not reach a verdict on the third rape charge, deadlocking with a vote of 8-4 to four in favor of conviction. He faces a potential sentence of 30 years to life in prison on the two charges. Shortly after the clerk read the guilty verdicts, there was an audible gasp from Masterson's family who were seated in the audience. He was accused of raping three women at his Hollywood Hills home between 2001 and 2003. The jury convicted him of raping two women in 2003 but could not reach a verdict on the allegation from November 2001 involving a former girlfriend. After the verdict was read, Masterson was handcuffed, taken into custody. Uh, The judge, Charlene Olmedo, denied a defense request that he remain free until sentencing. So a hearing is set for August 4th. So they consider him a flight risk. I mean, that's why they took him into custody. That's pretty wild. So Uh, uh, obviously they're going to appeal. His wife, uh, Bijou Phillips, was seen sobbing in the front row of the audience. I forgot that they were Yeah. Wow. Uh, One of the victims, known in court as Jane Doe 2, issued a statement expressing relief that Masterson was convicted. She also referred to a pending civil case in which she and the other accusers have sued Masterson and the Church of Scientology for harassment and stalking. Because that's what they do, man. The, the, the followers, they will sometimes start to go over Show to people's your houses house, videotape and, you, and yeah. disrupt your life and oh, stuff yeah. like that. So they're going to be facing some issues as well. Masterson's former girlfriend, Jane Doe 3, said in a statement that she was devastated that he has dodged criminal accountability for his uh, heinous conducts against me because that's the one they were deadlocked on. Yeah, uh, She said that she was determined to seek justice in civil court where she said uh, the three women will, quote, shine a light on how Scientology and other conspirators enabled and sought to cover up Masterson's monstrous behavior. So his claim is that they were all consensual, and but uh, and I guess they were deadlocked the first go-round. This is the second trial for um, uh, some of these charges. And when I, I read that two had taken and he was looking at 30 years to life, I was like, dear God. Yep. The he's world got, just got real. He's got a daughter, too. Yeah. Sentencing in August. So we will see where wow. this goes. All right. On to another rape allegation. But actor Army Hammer reportedly will not face sexual assault charges 
after the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office determined that there was not enough evidence. In 2021, he was accused of rape by a woman who said that she had been in a four-year relationship with the actor. Uh, she had said in 2000, uh, or when she made a, a, a statement, a news conference at the time, uh, she said, uh, Army Hammer violently raped me for over four hours in Los Angeles, during which he repeatedly slapped my head against a wall, bruising my face. He also committed other acts of violence against me, which I did not consent. Uh, he had denied the allegations, and the DA's office added that investigators could not prove a sexual assault happened beyond a reasonable doubt. So if they can't do that, then they, they can't, can't convict him. They uh, can't go forward on it. Did you watch the documentary about the uh, about Army Hammer and the Hammer? No. Army Hammer family? Yeah. No, you said it was really interesting. It's pretty wild, man. Yeah. And, uh, that that freaky cannibal and uh you know uh scarring and cutting stuff that's what he was into yeah he, you know and, and probably is still into it but not as overt about it wow it's creepy All stuff right. so we'll follow that as well something lighter for you with rumors still swirling of their on again off again relationship machine gun kelly and megan fox were photographed <gasps> Attending an event in London this week. It's back on! A source said that they're working on making their relationship better. Let's work on that. Known for their fashion, the... Sure, babe. Uh, the 37-year-old actress was wearing a white see-through tank. I can see oh. your nips. And studded black <laughs> pants with a matching handbag and platform heels. Oh. Uh, the 33-year-old... Music- oh, wow, I just remembered something. I had a dream last night that I was hanging out with Jack White, and he was wearing high heels, and I was asking him why he wore high heels, because he was already tall. <laughs> anyway, back to the story. Is he tall? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, in, in, the in, dream my dream, in my dream, he was. Okay. All right, so <laughs> I love the dream. You're so weird, man. <laughs> my dreams are messed up. Yeah, man. they are. I always have weird ones. All right, so the 33 year old musician showed off his tatted arms in a sleeveless, oversized gray suit with a long, dangling chain necklace and black and white sneakers. Yeah. Uh, the couple got engaged in January 2022, but they have split since then and have stopped planning their wedding. But they were seen hanging out together, so we'll see. All right, um, Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod, A-Rod not A-Rod. <laughs> not J-Rod. A-Rod uh, revealed that he has been diagnosed with early stage gum disease what? Uh, uh, during a morning show segment on Wednesday. Uh, Rodriguez joined the cast of CBS News. Sweet. I was thinking, I was like, oh my, early stage what? Gum disease? Like- yeah. Gingivitis? Uh, no, I don't, I don't know if it's gingivitis or not. But I mean, go to the dentist, dude. He said I mean, in response, well, what? I mean, could it be like... Cancer? It's not cancer. That's what I was like. Oh, no. Uh, He announced that. Now, I do have a mouth cancer story to follow up after this. Okay. So, we're going to get there. But anyway, he was on CBS News. bad news for you. You're going to have to floss. (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) What? That string is uncomfortable. (laughs) I have some news for you. A-Rad. It's Rod. Rod, Whatever. Whatever. You're going to have to floss. What? Uh, so. <laughs> you have early stage gum disease. <laughs> he was on CBS News for the announcement and to discuss the importance the of dental health. The announcement. He announced it. Listen, you're all about dental health and hygiene. I yeah. am. That's why I'm, I, listen, it's easy to not have gum disease. So, I'm A-Rad. Tonight we're going to talk about an uncomfortable topic, gum <laughs> disease. Recently came to life thanks to A Rod. Rod. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> hey, happy birthday, Morgan. <laughs> Thank you very much, Nick. <laughs> the Yankee star said in response to a complaint about a smile at the start of the segment, looks can be deceiving. 
He said, I just recently... It's went, called itchiness. I went to see my dentist and not thinking anything about <laughs> gum disease. And the dentist tells me the news. And then I come to find out over 65 million Americans have this gum disease. No, it's actually 330 million. Uh, the di- CBS is like, we got A-Rod. Find all the gum disease stats you can get. Yeah. <laughs> the diagnosis uh, inspired Rodriguez to partner with Aura Pharma mm-hmm. to raise okay. awareness around dental wellness. So he got a paycheck from Aura Pharma. He urged viewers to be proactive about dental hygiene. He said it's important for all the viewers watching all Americans to take care of their teeth. I mean, listen, there is a point to be made there. Yeah. Uh, floss. It's real simple. You know, get those little flossers. if you. Because I'm not good at like... He's the, the Rosa right... Parks of dental hygiene. <laughs> is he, though? Uh, the, the regular dental floss that you wrap around your fingers and do... I, I, you know, I'm not good at that, but I, the, those flossers are great. Oh, I love those little suckers. Mm-hmm. They're great. And also a water pick. Um, I'm, we can hang out, A-Rod and myself, yeah. and talk about flossing. Teeth. About teeth. You know what I would appreciate more? Can if I tell a- if Alex <laughs> Rodriguez went on CBS Morning and said, hey, if you use those flossers, when you're done with them, throw them in the mother-effing trash mm-hmm. and don't throw them on the ground in the hallway of your work or on the street or on the sidewalk or whatever. Are you speaking from personal experience? But don't you see Do you He see sees them? them all over the place. I, I see them all over the place. I've heard oh, them complain about well, you have like, They're it's, you not have, mine. That's the new movie, Seventh Sense. <laughs> I see discarded floss. What do they call those floss forks, or what are they? I don't know what they're called. Yeah. I think Matt Cord carries them. They might be his. Okay. Well, what, I don't he's think he's throwing around. them on the floor. I don't know. Knowing if him, they're probably just dropping. I don't know if it's Jimmy Kemsky or somebody that I follow on Twitter that just he he documents them every single time he sees them in the city. He just takes a picture. He goes, and then a whole whole whole. That's log. a fulfilled life. <laughs> well, no, it's just funny because it's like people do it. Like yeah. you know, they're oh, I'm done no, it's disgusting. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, he Here's said, this man going through all the Listen, his life has been uprooted, <laughs> A-Rod. By gum disease. Nearly half of all Americans over age 30 have some form of gum disease and an even higher average of people after age 65. We're he, playing a wait-and-see game right now. He said he didn't know what led to his diagnosis, but he explained that the issue is prevalent in our black and brown communities and especially, he said, my Latino community. He said that uh, he never chewed tobacco while playing in the, in the uh, MLB, but... Steroids. He was, he was an avid sunflower seed consumer. Oh, oh my God, there it is. Wow. Sunflower seeds. It really did him in. And tonight we talked about sunflower seeds <laughs> and the impacts upon a rat. Rod, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, Alex Rodriguez. That's enough of that. Do we have audio of the announcement? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, we're waiting for uh, the... Uh, they're going to break in live, uh, later on this morning, so we'll cover it. No, no, no. The Pentagon, where he read, Rod, whatever, is delivering a speech about his recently discovered gum disease. We go to Jim Lichewski there with a the water pick. What's going on there? <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Uh, Edward James Olmos uh, shared for the first time publicly. He was diagnosed with throat cancer. There you go. Uh, He said, I'll be very honest with you. I haven't told anyone this is the first time publicly. I'll be coming out and saying it, but I had throat cancer. I just finished getting through it. December 20th of 2022 was my last radiation. And the week before, I'd finished my chemo. Uh, He added, uh, a lot of friends of my friends have passed because of this. It's a very strong disease. Cancer is, period, he said, but in the throat, it's really difficult. Well, Stanley Tucci had oral cancer, did he not, recently? And he beat it? Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. Uh, so, yeah, that's a that's a heavy one. Um, oh, in a video shared on TikTok over the weekend, uh, Halle Bailey revealed that she actually snuck into an AMC 
theater in Los Angeles to watch The Little Mermaid mm. with everyone else. And I think if I were in a movie like that, I'd have to go see it with an audience, kind of sneak yeah. in. Oh, yeah. you know what, uh, Steve? There, I saw a great um, like twenty minute documentary. Uh, it's on um, uh, Marvel's YouTube channel, and it's Kevin Feige and. Um, uh, John Favreau talking about the uh, this thing. It's been 15 years since Iron Man. Iron Man, yeah. Feige and Favreau still go to theaters <laughs> yeah. in L.A. when a new Marvel movie comes out, and they just sit in the back and they watch the audience. And Favreau loved doing that with Iron Man because uh, they got laughs. And they uh. realized that this is also a funny movie. You can't really react... You know, audience doesn't react that much to um, a lot of action, but they definitely react to, with laughter. Right. And so I, I love when people go and see no, the No, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, so she wore sunglasses and a mask <clears throat> and was holding a Little Mermaid-themed bucket of popcorn. And uh, she captioned the video, can't believe that Little Mermaid is the number one movie in the world, you guys. Is she even that recognizable yet? I, it, like, uh, I didn't know who she was. Her in... star is rising. She's, yeah. She is super talented. I mean, she's got a, she's got a great voice, and she's uh, obviously you know, beautiful. Super but, cute. Yeah. Maybe if you go and see that movie, Casey, she would be. You know? Like, if you're in yeah. the theater to see The Little Mermaid, you might recognize her. I, I probably... It's you! <laughs> Wait a second! You're that chick! <laughs> I probably hey, would. Ma! Yeah. Ma! <laughs> the mermaid! This bitch right here is the mermaid! <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! She's eating a bucket of popcorn. What's got her face on it? <laughs> what's, what's got her? <laughs> I have to. I have to. No, stay. Yeah. <laughs> I know you. You got you dehydrate, right? I saw the movie. So she managed to do it. Harrison Ford admitted in the latest issue of Esquire that he could have been a better parent. Uh, he told the outlet in a cover story, a cover story published on Wednesday, that he could have probably been a better parent if he had less a less successful career. But what and, the hell? And I love his quote. <laughs> he said, uh, "Certainly, the more constant gardener is the better parent." I've been out of town, up my own ass for most of my life. Right. Uh, he has five children. He adopted Callista Flockhart's now 22-year-old son Liam when they were wed in 2010. And he shares sons Benjamin, who's 55, and Willard, who's 54, with his ex-wife, uh, Mary Marquardt. He's a 55-year-old son. Uh, yeah. As well as... <laughs> Here's my boy! His son, Malcolm, who's 35, oh, and daughter, a... Georgia, who is 32. He's 80 years old. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with late screenwriter, Melissa Matheson. But he feels he could have been a better dad. We my 55-year-old's T-ball game. Yeah, yeah I, how would you... Who, th- I think, who dude, thinks they've nailed it? I, I don't. I've never heard a parent go, "Man, I've nailed it." Even if you've nailed it, right? Oh, so so he uh, interviewed Ian Book yesterday, right? right? So he's a quarterback for the Eagles, played at Notre Dame, has right. the most yards passing in Notre Dame history. Uh, his brother's a Green Beret. Even his parents would go, "You know, yeah, we there's some, better. yeah, we could have yeah. done a little bit better." Yeah, just the way. Yeah, I agreed. Uh, Ryan Gosling calls out the hypocrites who say he's too old to play Ken. In the latest issue of GQ, it's a doll. Uh, the Barbie star told the outlet, "It's funny this kind of clutching your pearls idea of like not my Ken, like you ever thought about Ken before this, <laughs> and everyone was fine with that for him to have a job that is nothing." <laughs> But suddenly it's like, no, we've cared about Ken this whole time. No, you didn't. You never did. You never cared. That's what he said. That new trailer totally sold me on the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. They, they, they say one of the taglines, Preston, is if if you love Barbie, this is the movie for you. If you hate Barbie, this is the movie for you. Like, okay. And Will Ferrell's in it. It looks really funny. Uh, and the production design and everything yeah. looks, I mean, they create a Barbie 
world. Yeah, and they basically, and I guess... For the, that Barbie girl. The Barbie girl. Yeah. Well, the premise is she comes out of that Barbie world, and so does Ken, yeah. and they, they enter the real world. So it's kind of a little like maybe the, the Lego movie, like where there's fantasy happening uh, okay. in, in Barbie land. Now, that is, that's always a tightrope. Yeah. So you, yeah. But I like you, Greta Gerwig, and I like her writing yeah. style. And I'm, If you nail it, you yeah. nail it, and if you don't, you don't, but it's I, I appreciate the effort. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, unless they have naked Barbies in it, I'm out, man. Yeah, you know, because... Everybody who had Barbies, there were there were naked Barbies all over the place. Yeah, so that's so, how I feel about it. So, so you're not going to go see this it man would like to Barbies. purchase naked doll toys. Uh, <laughs> says every man has them. He said uh, Barbie never effed with Ken, and that's the point. If you ever really cared about Ken, you would know that nobody cared about Ken. So your hypocrisy is exposed. Uh, this is why his story must be told. I would always... So there was Debbie Foley in... in uh, she was the girl a couple houses down, and she had her Barbies, and I had my G.I. Joes, and mm-hmm. we would get together for... Uh, you know, I had like a footlocker with my G.I. Joes in it, and we'd have those little scenarios. It was, yeah. it like was, sexual scenarios? Oh, we'd have them humping like crazy. Sure. Okay. It's like a daisy chain. Yep. No, it would... Uh, no, but you'd, we would play... Uh, both dolls together and create our little vin- vinaigrettes, as uh, Jackie uh, yes. Bam Bam would say. Uh-huh. All right, a couple more quick things. Uh, looks like Samantha Jones is back. The official and just like that Twitter account confirmed that Kim Cattrall is reprising her Sex in the City role in the second season of The Max Show. Now, see, she said she would never do this. Yes. Now, it's a small appearance. Do it we is. think this will lead to a greater participation? I haven't heard anything about that. I heard this is just one appearance in one episode and mm-hmm. that's it so who knows you know i think if you if you want the paycheck I mean, yeah. she's she, i mean how, how much how much more can you burn a bridge and yeah. yet she's doing this yeah season two of and just like that will premiere june 22nd we'll also see the return of john corbett and aiden shaw and candace bergen or as aiden shaw and candace bergen's character uh, enid frick so uh yeah i i don't know how deep into the season it'll be, but she is definitely going to appear at some point. Um, Al Pacino <laughs> is reportedly surprised by the news that he is going to have a, I fourth, was wearing a rubber. fourth child at the age of 83. So sources... she got a great ass! Uh, sources close to the scent of a woman star told TMZ Wednesday that he was not looking to have a child... I believe that. ...with 29-year-old producer Noor Alfala. I think she was looking to have a child. Yeah. Because she she is... She's... Uh, she bangs a lot of really old dudes. Yep. Uh, she is uh, 29, and they've only been dating for a year, so... The pictures of them together, honestly... It looks like she's gone to the daycare or, the, or to the, you know, the Retirement. nursing home. Yeah. yeah. What is this clip here? Hey, I have no Shut idea. Shut all cell phones off. <laughs> this is what the man said. <laughs> we just have random Al yeah. Pacino clips here. Uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Hang on a second. <laughs> I'm in the dark here. <laughs> Give me another one. All, all right. right. No, no, what? Oh, that's right before the car blows up. Okay. Oh, right. Apollonia. Yeah. 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 The f- sucker Kennedy. He's got his nose up my ass everywhere I go. <laughs> Is that when he's playing Hoffa in the Irishman? Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, let's see. I'm irrelevant. <laughs> I like that one. I'm irrelevant. <laughs> I, 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 I'm looking at the picture of them together, Kathy. I, I mean, it's what, just it's she it's, must be a better actress than Pacino. Is an actor because <laughs> how like she wants to be in that relationship. Seriously, I, I, I love Al Pacino. Yeah. He's sensational. How old is he? 
82? Yeah, 83. I okay, think, so yeah. here's the deal. And I'm going to, th- this is going to be the silver lining, right? Right. And this gives us all hope. Okay. At 83 years old. He's still having sex. He's still having sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I was, I was thinking about that very thing. He's still able to. Yeah. Uh, I don't like wh- fishing. Whether it's chemically induced or not, it, it does matter. not matter. Mm-mm. He's still doing it. Yeah. So. It's still. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. He's still finishing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. All right, um, two other quick stories. Uh, the Righteous Gemstones are adding to their cast for season three. Deadline reports is Steve Zahn, <laughs> Stephen Dorff, uh, Shay Wiggum, Kristen Johnston. Haven't seen her in a while. Yeah. Uh, Lucas Haas, Robert Oberst, uh, Stephen Schneider, Eliza Schlesinger, uh, Sturgill Simpson, and Casey Wilson have all signed on for the Danny McBride comedy. We're adding like 100 people. <laughs> yeah, the nine-episode third season premieres on uh, Sunday, June 18th. I really like that show. It's it's wrong on so many levels. <laughs> Danny McBride is so good. Yeah. And, and such a good, great... You know, he he was the co-writer of the last couple of Halloween movies as well. No, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And one last thing. Season four of Miracle Workers will premiere on Monday the 10th. Uh, deadline. Ju- watch it. July 10th. Uh, <laughs> you're irrelevant. I'm irrelevant. I'm irrelevant. I got a lot of time. Uh, I'm going to be a father. Uh, deadline reports that uh, Miracle Workers End Times. When Pacino sounds like uh, Reverend Jim from Taxi. Will feature returning actors Daniel Radcliffe, Steve Buscemi, Geraldine Viswanathan, and Karen Sony and John Bass as new characters in a, quote, dystopian future of radioactive mutants, killer robots, and a tyrannical <laughs> homeowners association <laughs> with outrageous annual fees. I watched uh, two or three se- episodes of the first season, and I really liked it. And then I just uh, stopped for no reason. I know. Whatsoever. I have several shows yeah, I've done that to. Likewise, yeah, and that it, I actually enjoyed, and I go, I just stopped. I don't know if you've seen any of this, Steve. It's good. And I hear it's really good. Yeah, I really liked it. And yeah. I'm just like, well, maybe I should go back to it. But there's so many other things that I'm behind on. Where, where, where just, is it? Oh, man. Uh, Casey, I don't even remember. I know. What I do is I go to Apple TV and it has the last... They're all in a row there. And okay. I often forget what's streaming them. Yeah. All right. Um, let's get to the clips. Okay. There's no lag superheroes in the upcoming films Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And in this clip, Haley Steinfeld uh, talks about her roles within the MCU. It's It's... A great uh, uh, honor to be in this whole world, uh, and I get to play two characters that are I have fallen in love with, and I've completely uh, understood why people love them so much as well. Uh, and it's exciting. It's I, I never would have imagined. I want to see you naked. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man across Spider-Verse is in theaters tomorrow. I think she's stunning. She's great. Beautiful. And, and um, she's really talented, man. She's really... Uh, and she can do the uh, the comedic stuff, which was required in the Hawkman series. And that was... Hawkeye series. That, the Hawkeye series was fantastic. Yeah. You know what? That's one I'd like to go back and watch again. That was one of the best. They got it more tonally right with yeah. that, I think. And, and you know... It, um, it'd be great to see him back, you yeah. know, if he yeah. can recuperate yeah. up to that level. All right, here's our next clip. The Wrath of Becky continues the story of the 2021 film Becky. And here, actress Lulu Wilson talks about her role in the sequel. I wanted to show the audience how she's not just like this murderous machine. She's a human being and she's caring and she has the she's not a psychopath, she's not a sociopath. Like she has the ability to care. She's just also capable of mass destruction. You've got it, dude. Uh, the Wrath of Becky is available now, and that's on Paramount Plus. If yeah. If you want to check that out. Hey, guys. What? Our coolest teacher's oh, on the line. 
And I think we should talk to that particular person because the gang at Haverford High School reached out to us and they voted and we heard the votes and we tallied them and we made the announcement uh, that our winner is a French teacher. Yes. False. And we have her on the line. Please welcome Madame Kelly Marsh. This morning, Kelly. Good morning. Good morning. Congratulations to you. Thank you. I'm so excited. Yay. She said bonjour. Oh, bonjour. she said bonjour. Yeah. I, Nick is the only one who speaks some French here. A minor amount of French at this point in my life. Yes. But bienvenue. Yeah. Uh, merci beaucoup. Je suis très You know, Steve speaks a little French, yes. too. Etienne. Um, merci your face. Merci your face. Yeah, that's, that's what we say uh, on the show. Yeah. No, I, I took <laughs> I took a couple years of French. I had um, I had a wonderfully... Delightful French teacher who spoke French fluently. It was the English part that was difficult. So uh, I mean, he was right from France, and mm-hmm. so uh, that made it difficult for me. But that's—it's kind of cool to nail this as a French teacher. I know. I'm so excited. Like we are often overlooked. Yes. It's nice that they voted for me. It's so sweet. Kelly, uh, my kid's a French teacher also went by the moniker Madame. Is that fairly common uh, for French teachers? Yeah, I feel like it's. I used to be. I'm. I'm like 32, and I used to be Mademoiselle, but now <laughs> I'm a Madame. She's a little bit more authoritative. <laughs> What's know? the difference between uh, Mademoiselle and Madame? Is it single or married? Yeah, technically it is, but Mademoiselle is more for younger, just like younger people. And I... uh, in France, they've kind of stopped using it altogether. Oh, so. have you had, like have you been able to take students to to France? Have you done one of those trips? I haven't taken but I've taken them to Quebec, which has been very fun. There and you that's go. what my son did. They went to Quebec. I and, love, yes, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah, because they traditionally speak French yeah. in, in, uh, in Quebec. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It feels like Europe. The kids, we, I've always gone in the winter, and it's like a winter wonderland up there. Uh, Kelly, how long have you been at Haverford? This is my third year at Haverford. Wow. Well, you're making some waves if they voted for you, only being there three years. How long uh, teaching total at this point? Um, I started when I was 23, so it's been a few years, like eight years. So okay. You're kind of yeah. killing it then, man. You're yeah. just yeah, <laughs> doing not, whatever you're doing. It's working. And where did you go to high school yourself? I'm actually, I'm from Virginia, so I went to high school in like rural Virginia where I'm from. Okay, it's very rare, actually, that we have a transplant win the coolest teacher award as well. It's usually somebody who's grown up and a lot of times gone to the very high school that they end up teaching at. And French is the official language of West Virginia. I was not aware of that, so you learn these things. Um, Well, that's great. Uh, Kelly, how has the year been for you this, uh, this time around? I've been having so much fun this year, always in the spring. It's a lot of fun. We get to go outside and play games, and it's nice that the kids are fully back, and it's a lot easier without the masks. To actually understand them speaking French, so right. this has been a great. So year. that you can écouter. Uh, exactement, c'est ça. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a great year. What's uh, what's the summer hold in store for you? Um, I've got a lot of just fun trips, and I love to garden. I'm going to go out to California. My sister lives in Omaha, so visit her in Omaha, okay. and then just the shore and enjoying Philadelphia and. That's about it. Well, you deserve it. It's awesome. Yep. So we are going to give you a uh, little trinket to put on your desk. It is the coolest teacher of the year coffee mug that you'll be able to display. And our friends at Five Below are going to give you a $50 gift card as well for whatever fun stuff you want to get there. Okay? Well, excellent. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. (laughs) Uh, How do you you say congratulations in French? 
I have no idea what she's saying. Felicitation. Felicitation. It starts with an F. Felicitation. Repetez. All right. Repetez. What he said. All right, Kelly, congratulations and have yourself a great summer. And we are now going to ask for West Deptford High School to vote for their coolest teacher, which is really easy. You just text the word teacher to 39333. So we want to hear from the students who has been the coolest. And uh, tomorrow we'll make that announcement. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment or two. A lot of stuff to get to this morning. Stay with us, please. WMMR presents... The I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Friday, June 16th. Two locations. In Oaks at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center. Or South Philly at the Event Center. Inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. Sign up now at WMMR.com. Donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt. A window nation tote bag. Ever fresh juice. And our sincere thanks for making a real difference in our community. Appointments are required. So secure your preferred time. Time today at WMMR.com. The 18th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Well, later on, uh, wrestler Drew Gulak's going to be stopping by. Love that guy. Uh, we're also going to meet uh, composer Laura Karpman, and she's entrenched in the MCU musically, like Michael Giacchino, and she's going to be conducting... Uh, the Philadelphia Orchestra, they have their uh, free Pride concert on Saturday, and she'll be debuting uh, some music from the MCU with the Philadelphia yeah. Orchestra, which is really cool. So uh, we'll talk to her a little bit later on this morning. Uh, speaking of live shows, concerts, and the like, Steve sent me this very interesting article, um, and it has to do with Taylor Swift and her Eras Tour. Uh, for some Swifties, it's been difficult for people to remember... <laughs> going to the concert in the first place, and they're coming forward to admit that they are suffering from post-concert amnesia. Right. Come on. And they, and well, it, they make the case across similar experiences, though. It's a fairly common thing. Yeah. So so to, to quote a couple of uh, people that were chiming in on this, I think it was on a Reddit thread, uh, a woman named Nicole said, it was like an out-of-body experience <laughs> as though it didn't really happen to me. And she said, yet I know it did. Because my bank account took a $950 hit to cover the ticket. <laughs> Others have been uh, taken to Reddit to share their guilt at not being able to recollect crucial moments of Taylor's concert. With some saying they felt almost as if they were disassociating from the experience. Another person wrote, uh, I went to the Arlington show a few weeks back and I honestly cannot remember most of the concert. I know I was there, but it feels like it was a dream. I think. This is why Kathy can't remember David Faustino because he was so overwhelmed. Uh, Steve, I've been to actually I could name the concerts that I've been to that I don't remember any of them. Really? It had nothing to do with amnesia. I drank too much. <laughs> All right. Well, there's that. That's a different thing. Uh, but according to New Yorker Jenna Takatalia, she said post-concert amnesia is real. Uh, but she said that she even uh, forgot one of Swift's surprise songs that she had most hoped would come up. She said, if I didn't have a five-minute video that my friend kindly took of me jamming to it, I probably would have told everyone that it didn't even happen. Well, well there and there are people, they make the point, there are people who will lose the, if like a massive event or something that you build up so much in your mind, yeah. you actually get a type of amnesia, and they will not just forget highlights, 
they'll forget the whole yeah. freaking thing because it's almost too much to process. Yeah. So, it, it, have you ever had something close to that? I'm, I'm trying to remember, and uh, I know that I have. Like, uh, if you were to see. Well, I'm, like, I mean, you know, uh, Paul McCartney, yeah. when, when I went to that show, I, I remember vividly moments of it. I don't remember all of it, but that was that was one of the most super exciting live concert moments of my life. But you remember it, right? I do remember yeah. it. Like, anything big like that, I rem- like, I feel like that's what I remember. I don't remember David Festino <laughs> because I guess I didn't care. Bud Bundy? Yeah. Uh, So this is not, as Steve was saying, a Swift-specific event. Social media is littered with accounts of fans being unable to recall specific details of important concerts. Ewan McNay, who is an associate professor of psychology at the State University of New York, uh, told Time Magazine that this state can happen anytime that you're faced with a situation highly charged with emotions. People often forget the first dance at a wedding, for instance. Uh, She said that um, this could be the body misinterpreting the signs of excitement. Jumping up and down, screaming, crying can be confused for a fight or flight situation. So your body steps in to sort of protect you from the memory. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. No Taylor Swift. And, and actually, it was positive excitement. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't, you know, scared excitement or anything like that. Right. You, you're not as scared. Don't be as scared. Enjoy. Um, I'm scared. I'm trying to think of, the, like, the... The best concerts I've ever been to, uh, or the ones that I've been that I've most anticipated. I think I've had surprise concerts where I was like, "Wow, I didn't think that yeah. was going to be that good," and that was amazing. Amy Grant, uh, but you know, <laughs> no, you two, Joshua Tree. Like I was, I was a fan, yeah. but I, I didn't know it was going to be that good. And it, and it just that was the first time I'd ever seen you two, and then I went to see them every year after that. Is there some legitimacy to um, women? Um, forgetting certain parts of pregnancy or giving birth, and that's part of the reason why they are able to do it again. That's a fact. Maybe. That's a fact, Jack. No, yeah. you, I that, think, like, Nick, they, I, I've read... They forget the pain. They forget yes. the, the intensity and the awfulness of it. That's uh, nature because, stepping in. Yeah, and, and, and I think the, sort of like the adrenaline kicks in or whatever. I, I'm not sure what the biochemistry would be, but part of the reason why they can survive something so awful and then do it again repeatedly is because that part of the brain blocks that memory out. That's why Kathy says she can't remember our morning show meetings. Uh, <laughs> they're just white noise. There's still so, white noise. So oh, we got to explain that. It's we will in a minute. By the way, uh, here's a few texts coming in. It says, uh, Swift is a cult. That's why they don't remember. <laughs> Uh, no, another one says, my uh, my brain blocks out extended stays at hospitals. I've been in and out of the hospitals in, uh, in the last 10 years, and every major time, I can't remember any of it. I've heard yeah, that. Yeah, I've heard that before, yeah, too. Yeah. Something that's traumatic like that, your brain will shut that part out of, of the memory out of your brain. Uh, I mean, that's it's a useful defensive mechanism, but it is it is wild, I would assume, to not be able to recall something that was substantive. Here's another one that says, I've disassociated uh, most of my life. I just turned 32 on Saturday, mm. and I literally don't remember school. Like, elementary through college is a black hole. Wow. That's pretty yeah, wild. Yeah, they're blocking something out. You know, I actually yeah. had a friend of mine who uh, I grew up with, and he lives in Florida now. But um, when we were kids, kids, like, you know, first, yeah. second, third, fourth grade, um, he, both of his parents that were gone. Like, his mother, I, from what I remember... His mother was killed in a car accident, and I don't know what is... But so when I knew him, he lived with his grandparents. And I had gotten a message from his wife from on Facebook because he was turning 40. And, uh, hey, you know, uh, she wanted like a like a, a video message. Hey, you know, so-and-so. Uh, she, he, because she said he doesn't remember anything, like, from his childhood. I'm like, 
like nothing. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, we hung exactly. out all the, he was like like my best friend growing up. And it's it's weird that you. So we we talk about the weird nature of our memories and mnemonic capabilities. And I always, you know, here's a question: What do you think is the earliest memory you have in life? You know what? I've thought about this. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's a um, it's a duck. Uh, believe it or not, yeah, uh, we we had uh, we had like a, a pet baby duck, mm-hmm. uh, and that's about as early a thing what, as what is I that can memory? Remember. Uh, in in the living room of the house, the duck in a I don't know, it was in a box or something like that, and it's just a flash of this kind of brown with the yellow beak, and, that and it became just, the song "Duck in a Box." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they made it into yeah. an yeah. SNL yeah. bit, yeah, yeah, "Duck in a Box." Uh, but and I there's like little little memories. It's a flash. L- a yeah. flash. That's it. It's not like the your I guess longer or you remember like the whole thing is is nope. later in life. I remember a and have fun with this. It was a toy watermelon that I. Oh my god! Like that? Was it a whole watermelon? It was was like a whole watermelon, and the little slices would pop up as its eyes. When you're seeing it, when you're seeing it, it's green. What do you see? Because you're. They're like you just said, Kathy. Like snapshots. Yeah. Yeah. What I do you see? see? I, I see the the room similar yeah. to where the duck was. The duck was next to the this watermelon. The, I'm, I'm in. I'm in the duck room. This is the duck room. Where's my watermelon? Uh, but I remember, you know, like uh, wood paneling on the walls, uh, a darker colored room, yeah. a, an old TV set, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, you yeah. Know, remember uh, how a, old a rug. You, you would have been at that point? Oh, I was pre-K. I was definitely, you know, three, maybe yeah, something yeah. like okay. that. Uh, but that, I but that's I, that seems three. to be my earliest memory. So, okay. Steve, when you ask that question, this is something that I've thought about a lot in my life, and I thought about it when I was younger. And then when I remembered what my earliest memory was, I was then able to commit remembering that memory yes. to memory. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you, so like, did once you I wonder if you're remembering the no. modified memory? Or no, the, because uh, I asked my parents. And okay. so my, my first memory is me, I had um, a bubble gun, and it was a Spider-Man bubble gun, and it, <laughs> it, was, it was like it had the spider web on it, and I was at my parents' friend's backyard, and we were I was playing with their daughters, and we were just shooting bubbles. Yeah. And, and I remember running around in the backyard, and Kathy, kind of like you were saying, there's little snapshots of it, but that... What, what does it look like? What, what, do you remember what the day was like? Or yeah, anything? it was sunny, green grass, and then I, when I asked my parents about it in high school, they're like, yeah, we actually have pictures of that day. Wow. So they were able to confirm mm. me being at the Spencer's house and playing with a bubble Did gun. you see the pictures? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then, so that's funny, too, because then the pictures also influence your memory. Right. And what you no. commit to memory. No, I right. agree. Uh, yeah. But I had that memory before looking at the pictures. Huh. So mine is, uh, it depends on which one came first. So uh, it was either having, uh, being with bacon soup with my mom and taking a nap with her on the couch, wow. uh, or uh, if that happened before October 3rd, 1979, which is when we went and saw Pope John Paul II when he came to Philadelphia. Okay, so they're, they're both about the same time. When you're thinking about the couch, do you remember the, what the room looks like? Mm-hmm. And, and did you did it's you funny. lay did you lay next to your mom, or did you were you? Yeah, okay. uh, like kind of like spooning. So okay. she her back was against the couch. Mm-hmm. And, and how uh, old would you think you would have been? I, maybe three. That's why I think that's my earliest okay. memory. Yeah, and I, I remember what the couch looks like and all that. I agree. I think I was I was in three probably my first, and I have the like flashes of them. It was what I stole the bunny from Macy's. I do remember ah. that. Uh, I remember Jatna and Keaton's head cut off in the park. These are your dolls that yes. you mutilated? No, I didn't. Oh. The a holes and the kids that lived in the neighborhood did. But my first like memory where it's it's still like a still a flash, but it seems a little longer. Like I can see the room. I was watching TV. I remember more about it. And uh, my grandmother. Uh, 
who died when I was little. I think she died when I was four. So I had to have been about three or four at this time. And I remember her walking in and she came up like, so I remember that whole scenario, but that's probably the youngest. So I remember uh, we were at some sort of gathering and I remember my father looking down at me and saying, Son, that's James K. Polk. Wow. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you know what the K stands for? <laughs> Wait. Knoxville. Um, Knox. Knox. Oh, Knox. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, very good. <laughs> that, I'm a little old. <laughs> there was a quizzer question the other night. That's James K. Polk. I didn't get it right. The Napoleon of the stump. <laughs> When was I can't he... believe we have that in the music. <laughs> yeah, know. that might not even be the right music. No, when, it's, when, it's, no it was not Revolutionary War time, he? I don't think. It was the 11th president and, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, 18, well, 1849. That's the 11th president. That's when he died. 18 what? 49 is when he died. He was uh, hit by a uh, car. Okay. <laughs> very first car. Of all God the damn airplanes. <laughs> Do you believe this? <laughs> the very first car ever. The first horse's carriage runs me over. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm dying. I can feel it. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, man. You know what? I just, I, I get hit by this this uh, little wave of sadness while we were talking about this. Yeah. About those memories? About those memories because, I mean, you know, it, when, you, when you have children, and, and I recently went back and looked at some pictures of my kids as babies, and I started getting yeah. a little a little misty because of sure. the, the innocence lost and all that stuff. And I even think about that myself as, my, as a baby. I'm looking at oh me my. as a baby, and I'm like, I, I just, you know. Things were what the hell happened? Simple. What the hell happened to me? What the hell? Why am I this? No. no I, so I remember. I rem. I'm trying to think when I would. Oh no! No, not the years. living years. <laughs> oh no! Sometimes I think of my father. Yep. Um. So uh, okay, so my brother is six years younger than me, Tom. And I remember my mother asking me what I wanted my brother's name to be oh but that would have put me then at six okay right? yeah. so so you guys have memories back to three i have like a collection of memories from that time i don't know what chronologically is actually the earliest memory right. but i have lots of those little flashes yes of, yeah. of memories I from can... three uh two th- uh, three and four years old uh, my uh, oldest has a insane memory when it comes to like remembering things from. So she probably right. remembers stuff from like two years old, from uh, the living years, from the living <laughs> years. But um, you know, because of my memory of my of, of taking a nap with my mom, I have a memory of me with my youngest when we were just kind of cuddling, uh-huh. and I was like, "Man, I hope she remembers this." Because I called her. I remember calling her my little teddy uh, cub, right? And um, she loved that, like. Yeah. Like, when I called her that, like, she nestled into me even more. And, like, you know, she was like two and a half-ish. You know, I was like, I wonder if this is, like, going to be one of those memories. You, you know, know how you get her to actually remember it? What's that? You know how you get her to actually remember it? You were daddy club! Yeah, yeah. You yell right in her face, and yeah. she will never forget it. Oh, Listen, <laughs> uh, the movie Inside Out nails it. Yes. Yeah. Core memories. Absolutely. Yeah. Core memories. Uh, I, I just remembered this, that we often get into a family... Uh, not argument, but uh, discussion over this because my one brother swears he remembers being an infant. I swear to God. <laughs> like a baby. Like a, like a baby. baby. And he's like, I don't understand. Like, he doesn't understand. He's like, I don't understand. You guys don't remember that? So, like, so people no. who have, s- s- like, a staggeringly high IQs, uh, it, it said that oh, people no, like, <laughs> like uh, you know, uh, who are really like, mental level and above can remember back huh. that that far 
I don't know if that's the truth. I mean, because I don't know what what your mind is creating, and you, your mind will fill in blanks like mm. crazy. Yeah. So it'll tell yes. you, you know, I rem- wait. What does that say for me then? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what was that, Preston? There was a, a statistic that if you take the bulk of our memories. Half of them are completely inaccurate. Yeah, you know? yeah, that we have yeah. we have uh, tailored them, we've yeah. altered them in some way or <laughs> right. form, and and now believe that that's the way that's it actually it. Yeah. happened. It's yeah. funny because I it re- probably wasn't James K. Polk. I hit a home run. I was uh, playing in Clifton. I was probably in like sixth grade or whatever. So w- what I remembered was that this was a shot to dead center field, and I was like, dude, I crushed this ball right. <laughs> and then my uh, the lady who cuts my hair, Jackie, she lives right around the corner from, and I'm like. I need to go and see how far this ball actually went. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. in my memory, it was like a 450-foot shot. It wasn't right. that far. Actually, you know what, Kat? Uh, it, it's actually pretty, it was a pretty good shot, especially for like a 12-year-old. You know, <laughs> like it was not that bad. marissa has been trying to chime in for a uh, while. Let me go to her. This is why I take photos all the time. And yeah. I think I've done it for so long. And it's not just documenting my life, but documenting the life around me. Yeah. So I can show it and you can reference it back. And that's why I always, like, will send you guys, like, a random memory or something when it pops up. I love the feature on your phone when it yeah. just shoots a photo from, like, 2013 or something like that. And if it's, I mean, this Taylor Swift thing that you guys said hit me so hard because. You've had similar? Oh, my God, Steve, all the time. People will, will I'll be at a concert with them and they'll go, yeah, we were at that show when, you know, so and so did that and i was like they did what what was going on because for me all i'm remembering is like what was around me the surroundings and i tend to not remember the actual show until i go back in my phone i'll see oh i took a photo or i took a video of that i think that's honestly so much to me in the moment while i'm loath to to live through a a, you know a a lens and not experience the thing for the thing I do understand that I, I kind of envy the fact that you've been fastidiously chronicling through pictures these things because they do incite memories. I would say this is that, um, you know, it, 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 if you can find a happy balance between being in the moment and chronicling, that would be the optimum situation. Well, you know? I fell in love so young with capturing a moment through a lens so i have this like weird mishmash of the memory being the photograph but the photograph also like chiming off the memory in my mind and not just remembering the photograph it's this weird we all have crazy minds right right I think a lot of times, too, like, especially with, like, the guests that come in the studio and all of that, for me, is it's so much, and it happens every day, and maybe even says to Marissa, forgetting, like, concerts and stuff, because she goes to so many. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's only the special ones, like John Travolta, you know what I mean? Like, that yeah. stuff that, that I remember. I'm, I'll remember guests coming in, or sometimes, like, David Festino, not at all, <laughs> yeah. um, but I think it's because it's something that we do every single day. We have two callers on the line who their earliest memory Happened on the exact same day. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, let me go to Daryl. Hey, Daryl, good morning. Hey, how you guys doing? These memories are real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, so your first memory is what, Daryl? It's uh, actually the day John F. Kennedy got shot. I was three and a half years old. I don't remember, like, seeing what you see in the film on TV now. I, I just remember... My mother crying, right. and I asked her why, and then she said, "Because the president got shot." Okay. I have that. I have that same m- memory, and it would have put me. It was about yeah. It would have been right in line with my uh, with my brother picking my brother's name because I also remember Jack Ruby um, shooting Oswald. Right. I remember that being a news story as well. But and and like 
I remember kind of my head, and I'm sure you had the same sort of situation, Daryl, where you're you're like, why? What's all this about? And you yeah. can't quite process it. Yeah, not at three and a half years old. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. definitely not. But that's your earliest memory. Wow. Interesting. Right, thank you, Daryl. You, you guys Appreciate are in the three range. For me, it's, it seems to be about the five, six-year range. Let me go to Sarah. Same day. Hey, Sarah, good morning. Good morning. Hi. So uh, echoing what uh, what Daryl said, it's, it's the same for you, right? Absolutely. I was six months old, though. Whoa. I was a baby, and um, I was going with my mom in our old Ford with red leather seats. I was just laying on the front seat. Oh, my God. Uh, to, get my, to get my first picture taken, my first portrait, and I vividly remember... Yeah, the AM radio. I tell you, Mom, the CIA was behind this. <laughs> <laughs> and she turned up the radio and screamed at the top of her lungs. Wow. And that's what that's what did it. That's what solidified that memory in your mind, your so, mom's at reaction. At that age, yes. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, yeah. To, to Nick's point about something that's a, a startling trauma where you see that yeah. your mom crying. Uh, I remember we were in California at the time. Thank you, sir. And I had a small yellow, I think it was an Admiral Preston radio next to my bed. And my mother came in and turned it on. You know, we we get ready for school. Uh, I'd get ready for school, and um, she said Robert Kennedy was shot. It was assassinated, and you know, because that's what was going to be on the news. She knew I was going to hear it, and it was. I remember that clearly. The room, everything. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, let's go back to earliest memory. I'm going to go to Ethan. Hey, Ethan. Good morning. What up, Queefs? How are you? Hey, Queef. How you doing? <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah. What does that sound like? What up, Queefs? What's up, Ethan? Uh, not much. So, yeah, uh, my first memory is I must have been around two, two and a half, um, looking up at my mom laying down in my crib. Wow. I remember the ceiling wow. being super gray. It was. I remember the apartment that we lived in. It was a very, like, tiny apartment, drab-looking thing. Mm-hmm. We had the lights off, most likely to save money because there wasn't a lot of money at the time. So all, you, all I remember is just daylight coming through the windows. Um, blinds half open, um, but yeah, just just the image of my mom looking down at me in the crib. Wow. That's, That's amazing. Great. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, wow. I don't. Re- I don't remember. Even... So you you think that that one memory you said with the duck? Yeah, was that's, the, was your, your, uh, that seems to be the the farthest back I can remember. And, and unfortunately, it's a uh, it's a comforting yes. memory. You know, it's it's a good one. Yeah, uh, as opposed it's not to assassination. Your mom screaming yeah. at the at the president. Ah! So. Play with your duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that happened. Yeah. I don't know. Something dramatic, and I was. Ah! Play with your watermelon. <laughs> I just also had a toy watermelon. <laughs> of course yeah. you would. Kids love toy watermelons. But I, but I have I have loads of memory now. Uh, part of the reason I think I can remember that phase in my life and know it is because uh, when I. I think I was four years old when we moved from that house. So all of those memories uh, are in kind of one right, mental right. package. And they make you, for me. I mean, they should make you feel good and nostalgic. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 there's nothing I can think of that was a, a bad memory other than uh, when I climbed up a ladder and couldn't get down. Uh, I was on the side of the house. Oh, yeah. And I went all like all, almost all the way up and I didn't, you know, I wasn't looking down when I was climbing up and I just started screaming. <laughs> At the top Son, of my lungs. Stay right there. We've got your duck. <laughs> <laughs> and I fell off and landed on the duck and killed it. Oh, it's horrible. Oh my god. No. Do you ever find yourself looking at a picture and saying, "What the hell is that on Joey's head?" Uh, 
Do we, uh, do we have any idea what was on Joey's head or no? Uh, I don't know. I, it was, you know, to us, it was a bait, it was a duck. <laughs> Uh, um, so, by the way, going back to the fact that you can you can have concert amnesia uh, is that um, uh, it it says here that uh, you're saying according to your mind uh, or your mind is saying about your body saying uh, we're really stressed out we're running away from a bear or we're watching Taylor Swift yeah meaning it's fight or flight that might be kicking in because you're so excited at an event another explanation is that fans are flooding their brains with too many chemicals neurons start firing indiscriminately making it really hard to create new memories obviously what Kathy said is true too some people get like I oh, wonder yeah. how many people can remember fully remember Dave Matthews concert you know or any well, of those back in the day Heavy, yeah, in the back yeah. of the day, those heavy drinking concerts. Yeah. You know what I do too? I'll mesh two memories together, and, right. and you know, people who were also there, like, no, you're, you're, it's two different things that happened. You're putting it together. Dude, as does one. any come to mind where you really later realized they were not in any way remotely connected? I, but I, you, you, I can't think of any specifically. But I mean, them? I've done it a number of times, and, and my best best friend has like the greatest memory ever. So she's always like, nope, you're remembering it wrong. It's two separate incidents. <laughs> okay, Nick, Doug, and found out. What was on Joey's head? Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> According to Chad Kroger, the thing. Here we go. <laughs> is it early in the in the song yeah. where he says that? I don't know. Yeah, it is. Here it is. Yeah, here we go. All right, so it says here the thing that was on Joey's head was a champagne bucket <laughs> that my wife and I got Chad for his. Oh, no, this is his brother. Okay, uh, uh, that my wife and I got Chad for his housewarming, and it was somehow secured to his head by what appears to be a bra. <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but I think it's a bra. He said, "Honey, I kind of um, like that." So that was uh, that was uh, Mike Kroger who was saying that. You know, I, I do. When, when growing up, we had a uh, like this desk that sat Sorry. in our um, in our hallway, and at least two of the drawers of the desk were filled with photographs. And I would quite often just go through those photographs, and I miss that. Like oh, sure. yeah, I miss having yeah. that the the. Photos in your hand we, that you just look at. Yeah, we had a, we had a, like a a, a a cake tin that was always there was just filled with random pictures. And every couple of years, we'd take it it's out. Wonderful, and yeah. start going through it. I'm and, and it's kind of like the, box the, of the, uh, the photographs that the, my school custodian took of me in, in the boiler room. Yeah, oh. <laughs> and memories. Yeah, memories. And uh, I, I was, you know, I was so white. A few years ago, I went back to my uh, uh, to my dad's house, and and he had this old desk that that was at our house yeah, forever, yeah. and it was just filled with stuff. As a kid, because when I was when you were a kid, you you obviously didn't, you know, uh, uh, if you're of our age, yeah. Steve, you know, back in the day of James K. Polk, right? Um, <laughs> you had to find things to entertain yourselves, and a lot of times, if I was at like my grandparents or something like that, that thing to entertain myself. Oh. Uh, myself was going through desks and and closets Absolutely. and just finding things right. that yeah. vibrated and wiggled <laughs> lightsaber uh, <Yeah>. but <laughs> but i and so all these things from that uh, were still in my dad's desk i was going through yeah, a couple yeah. of years ago and i'm like wow yeah well, i my, remember playing with this my yeah, dad no. has actual you know photographs photographs from from crappy browning you know cameras from years ago and he he, he has i haven't looked at them in, in quite a while but it it is it's it's I mean I found a picture of the Great Dane that we had years ago oh, and my grandmother Clem, Clem, Clem yeah Clem. and it just it's like it's amazing you know yeah. but uh, 
to have that to help incite the memories is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is weird to think about. You don't want what you have to just, you know, completely evaporate. I know. It's it's your experience. Yep. How are your memories from elementary school? Very good. Okay. Uh, pretty yeah. good. Can, can I play a little game with you guys? Sure. sure. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go around the room, and I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, and just give me your first memory that you think I want to say this. Uh, Preston, kindergarten. Uh, 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 red fire truck. Steve? Pissing my pants. <laughs> Mrs. No, seriously, Cross. remember? Yeah. Yeah. She locked the door, took us out to look at some uh, uh, look at pollution, and uh, she sent me back because I had to go oh, to the bathroom, and I pissed myself outside because the door, and my mother had to bring me a new no. pair of pants. Oh, my God, that's so sad. I hate that story for you. <laughs> it felt horrible. <laughs> Kathy. Making waffles in Mrs. Wiley's class. Uh, there was a wall outside that I liked to climb, and, and it was at Paoli Elementary, which is no longer there. Marissa? Are we doing kindergarten? Kindergarten. Yeah. The hippo at Morristown Friends. Okay. Uh, leading the uh, class in Pledge of Allegiance oh. at kindergarten. Were you graduation. nervous? Not that I remember. Uh, no. You made it up. No, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, uh, country, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, flag, I see you over there. You wave high over the sky where yes. the birdies fly. <laughs> Please don't cry. <laughs> my, oh, my. I love hair pie. God bless America. <laughs> Uh, you know what, though? Um, I remember uh, nothing. Can't even remember the teacher I had for first grade. No! Second grade, uh, and then third grade, I start to remember again. So oh I don't man, know what I happened in first and second. Teachers. I oh. do as well, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I remember having a crush on second grade teacher, Mrs. Emilio. Aw. Yeah, absolutely. Aww. And I always made sure that I, I had all my, my hygiene stuff uh, there. I had my little... Uh, uh, handkerchiefs in the little little uh, bag that you had to bring with you. Didn't you, you get an award for that? I got an award. Yeah, yeah for yeah. having the best, uh, the best Kleenex? hygiene and Kleenex yeah. and all that. So well, I, I had all my implements. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> my first year, uh, I remember first year, I, I, I worked with Heidi Kindler on a report about the government, about the uh, branches of the government. That's pretty heady stuff for first grade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stephen, my kindergarten teacher and my uh, second grade teacher were cousins. And when I, I when I found out it was Mrs. Um, Mrs. Niccolo and Mrs. Duda, yeah. And when I found out that two of my teachers were related, it blew my freaking mind. I was like, "What? Can you increase them? How is this humanly possible? What? 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 Yeah. What? It was so. It can't be. Do you know what's going on down here? That's like when you would see your teacher. Like outside, outside yeah. like at, at a store, you're like, <gasps> "What?" There's a great person. scene in Mean Girls where they, uh, they 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 go to a store and Tina Fey, who's their teacher, is also I guess oh, works yeah. at like Bennigan's or whatever. Yeah. Got a job in the mall. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we we have a lot of great calls. Unfortunately, we don't have time to go to them. Uh, but do you want to go to someone real quickly before we wrap who says they remember being born? No. Sure. What? Uh, let's go to Lonnie. Hey, Lonnie. Hey, bitches. Hey, what's up, Lonnie? <laughs> what's up, dude? Hey, so I actually remember being born. So I remember, I guess, squeezing out, feeling my shoulders tight. Then I open my eyes, and it's all blurry, and they put the little squeegee thing in your nose. And yeah. It smelled like mustard. It smelled right? like mustard. Do you, you wouldn't have known what like mustard smelled like. like. Right. So I'm wondering if you, you pick up, it would seem to me you'd have to pick up this memory well after the fact. And not, it's not saying it, it isn't an authentic memory, but the likelihood of that, of being 
able to remember birth? Yeah, but wait, wait, all right, so, you know, the olfactory senses, like yeah. when you smell something, it brings back memories. Like Stronger than any other sense. Right, yes. so when you smelled, like, mustard. It's bringing back that memory. Maybe that brought that back What is the preferred birthing mustard? What will, oh, what will the doctor oh, slap goldens. on a woman's yeah. vagina at the moment of birth? He's got to be, right? Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. That's, yeah, you're a ketchup girl. I have a mustard question, but it's probably for later in the show. Yeah, do you want to ask Lonnie that? Or, no, we'll no, do it well, later. Well, is it a connoisseur it's question? A hang, hang on to it. Hang on to it. Combine it. Yeah. Lonnie, thank you for your call. I appreciate it, bud. Oh show. Oh, cool. oh, show. show. All right. We'll Listen, see my then. brother says says similar things and people don't ever believe him and I know like you guys were kind of like, yeah, okay, sure, Lonnie. but like it, it and my <laughs> yeah. brother swears yeah. that he remembers. Well, there yes. was the, the, did your brother remember the condoms that were smeared <laughs> right, on <the> right. <laughs> He said relish. Mayo. Yeah. A lot of relish. Yeah. And yeah. The, yeah. When <laughs> And there was a bread basket right next. <laughs> Kath, when I was little, uh, I would have dreams that came true. And they were always like bad dreams. You know, it was never like, you know, I had a dream that, uh, you know, the Easter Bunny came. You know, it was like I had dreams of like planes crashing. And, and it's and it hasn't Easter Bunny ha- on it. And it hasn't happened in a long time, probably like. 30 years or so, but I mean, it was happening so often and so vivid that I remember at one time we were sitting at the uh, dinner table in our dining room and I said, guys, I just want to tell you this because I had this dream last night and I uh, like described my dream to the T and then like, like a day or two later that happened. So I actually had had witnesses in my uh, household who can swear to this can swear that, that, that I, premon- mm. yeah, if you want to call it premonition. Yeah, yeah, it is a premonition. But he had a vision of sorts. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Well, thank you for your calls. Interesting stuff. But if you went to the Taylor Swift concert and don't remember it, you're not alone. Well, if you couldn't afford the concert, perhaps you actually did go and could afford it. That's possible. Um, by the way, uh, something we'll never forget is a new Daily Rush video, and it is the Keenan's Under the Sea contest oh, that we yes. did. Uh, mermaids Laurie and Ed help bring their aquatic friends home with their mouths <laughs> in one of the nastiest contests we've ever done. By the way, kudos to Kyle. He's been working like a madman getting all these segments up and ready. Yep, and you can go to WMMR.com slash Daily Rush to watch. It's sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. Learn more at Xfinity.com. And, of course, we have that awesome photo gallery that Marissa put together if you want to see that as well from all the events that took place at Keenan's this year. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. Bizarre File is up next. Stay with us. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, just a reminder, uh, two weeks from tomorrow, I believe for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Oh, wow. <laughs> Isn't that two weeks from tomorrow? Yeah, I believe it is. Yeah, it's oh on the God. 16th. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, we are just reminding you to go to WMMR.com, make an appointment. Uh, we're in two locations, uh, Live Casino Hotel in Philadelphia. We will be broadcasting live, though, from the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks that morning. But back over at um, Live, I think uh, Brent Port or no, yeah, Brent Porsche, or no, Pierre Robert? Pierre Who the hell is doing Pierre Robert is at Live. Yes, thank you. And so we're going to go over and visit him. And I think Brent is back at Oaks. At Oaks, that's what it yeah. is. Thank you, Steve. Uh, and everybody gets an I Believe for President Steve uh, tote bag, courtesy of One Donation. The newest President and Steve T-shirt as well, which yeah. we're digging. You're going to dig it. Yeah. And it, if you're, well, you, you'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's from the American Red Cross uh, and MMR putting Philly and first. We're going for a little, we, we never yeah. do this, but yeah. we're, we, we're going for a little bit of a, uh, a set number. Yeah. We went over a thousand. Yeah. We, yeah. we want to see if we can break a thousand. We're working our way back. COVID obviously pulled things back and now we're returning uh, to our, our, our regular, you know, wide open scheduled program, <laughs> regularly scheduled program. So we'd like to we'd like to hit at least a thousand units this time around. Every like everyone distinguished and, you know, themselves wonderfully during the, the covid stuff. And we did well. But now we're back. We want to see those numbers skyrocket. Yep. So please, if you can uh, donate, we'd love to have you be a part of this. And uh, like I said, all the information, WMMR.com, WMMR.com and get signed up there and get ready. All right. Bizarre file. Let's do it. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, I'm going to start with a a follow-up story from a pretty messed up uh, incident that took place. Steve, you were asking a question about this when this happened. An Arby's manager uh, who had died in the freezer. Yes, right. So apparently, according to this, she beat her hands bloody attempting to escape the walk-in freezer that she was found dead in on uh, in May, uh, according to a lawsuit filed in Texas against the fast food chain and franchise owner. Uh, her name is uh, Noyette Lee, uh, died May 11th after police said her body was found in the freezer of an Arby's in New Ibera, Louisiana. The wrongful death suit filed by her four children who live in Texas seek more than a million dollars in damages from Arby's and franchise franchisee Dur- Turbo Restaurants. The eight-page suit alleges both showed gross negligence by failing to fix a broken freezer door. There you go. The suit... They're supposed to be able to be open from the inside. Oh, yeah. The suit filed Friday claims that the victim had been temporarily assigned to work at the Louisiana store before she was found dead. At the time of her death, the suit continues saying that the store's freezer door had been broken since August of 2022. Whoa. Come on. And employees used a screwdriver to help open and close the door and used a box of oil to help keep the freezer door open. So they were just they were just avoiding fixing yeah. this thing. Uh, according to the lawsuit, she became trapped in the freezer and beat her hands bloody trying to escape. According to an autopsy, uh, she died from hypothermia at the time of her death. 
Uh, she was the general manager at the store, and her oldest son, who also worked at the store, found his mother in the freezer oh, dead. So freaking horrible. Terrible. So, yeah. All right. Um, there's a lighter story. Hundreds of thousands of Maryland vehicles are unknowingly a mobile advertisement for a Filipino casino <laughs> after a license plate URL recently began redirecting them to the gambling hall. So in 2012, Maryland released a new license plate to commemorate the 200th anniversary of the War of 1812. That license plate was apparently the default license plate for Maryland cars between 2012 and 2016 and featured a URL at the bottom of uh, which said uh, starspangled200.org. Sometime last year, however, that URL began to redirect uh, to globalinternational.info. What is bustyasians.com? Which is the homepage of a Filipino online casino. There is a scantily clad woman advertising uh, the Philippines' best betting site. Um, Hi, do you remember the War of 1812? Me too. A Redditor appears to be the first person to publicly notice the issue posting on the Maryland subreddit two days ago. And they also posted evidence that the domain has changed hands a few times, but that those web pages were all tied to government organizations like the state or the National Park Service. A spokesperson for the Maryland Department of Transportation uh, said that nearly 768,000 license plates <laughs> bear that particular URL. Uh, Maryland, twogirlsinacup.com. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, beachgoers in South Florida are being warned about a flesh-eating pathogen that has arrived ashore many popular beaches. And this is awesome. The bacteria called Vibrio mixes with other debris that allows it to eat away at humans and animals who get near its web. Uh, the mixture of pathogens causes, quote, leaky gut syndrome. Oh, it just doesn't sound good. And is spread across beaches due to the bacteria hitching a ride on swaths of sargassum seaweed, which is, you probably heard about this. Uh, all that seaweed has ended up on the Florida coast. So oh. as the seaweed decays, a foul order blankets beaches and the bacteria spreads across sandy shores. Uh, where people that uh, get infected with tainted surfaces can face diarrhea, stomach cramps, vomiting, fever, chills, ear infections, and wound What a fun infection. day at the beach, huh? Uh-huh. Preston, when I, was, when I was in St. John last month, they had daily sargassum updates because uh, they had to monitor uh, how much was coming in on the shore yeah. because it would actually endanger people swimming. And, and you know, and, and that's like one of the nicest beaches in the world. Wow. Uh, that's but horrifying. Yeah, even there it was an issue. Wow. There's a horror movie called The Beach that has to do with something that's similar really? to this. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, an inappropriately shaped meatloaf and reports of sexual, ex- sexually explicit comments oh. made in front of minors prompted an investigation into the Cromwell Fire Department. Oh, yeah. On-scene tra- on training owner Brian Petru- Petruccielli uh, emailed Chief Jason Braid to inform him that on-scene training would no longer utilize the fire department for clinical observation time for its EMS training courses. Uh, Petruccielli said that he received complaints from a few of his students about the unprofessionalism that they witnessed by members of the fire department, he expressed concern in particular for his underage students who were as young as 16. He said, ah, the meatloaf! He said, students, <laughs> Looks like a penis! He said students told him they overheard conversations of a sexual nature and statements that students felt should never be discussed in front of the public. And in a follow-up email about a week later, uh, Petruccielli said that another student had come forward with a complaint and said during these clinical rotations, there was a dinner prepared that was inappropriate. A meatloaf 
shaped like a large penis. Of course. Subsequently, on another shift, discussions uh, took place on this dinner as well. Marissa, this reminds me of the cake mold that you bought. Oh, I think yeah. we could make a meatloaf in that. Let's do that. In another instance, a member of the fire department reportedly bent over and said to a male student, I bet you're looking at my ass. Uh, in response, the fire district hired an attorney to investigate the alleged incidents of sexual misconduct. But it's the meatloaf that sealed the deal. That really got ah, him. The meatloaf! Yes. Meatloaf sandwich. We've got a whole meatloaf array. I didn't know there was a meatloaf yeah, division. Yeah. Meatloaf sandwich. What about double meatloaf? Oh, we got you. Come on, man. Oh, really? Double meatloaf? Stop. Yeah, I got meatloaf, it. Meatloaf, meatloaf, double meatloaf. I hate no. <laughs> One of the firefighter trainees. Yeah. Uh, an Australian man suffered head injuries in a harrowing encounter with a crocodile in Queensland over the weekend. Marcus McGowan was snorkeling with his wife and friends off Cape York on Saturday when he was attacked from behind. The crocodile, which McGowan believes is a juvenile, had his jaws around his head. I don't know how this dude survived this. He said, I was able to lever its jaws open. Yeah, this is uncomfortable. Just far enough to get my head out. All right, that hurts. Uh, the crocodile apparently uh, had, he said, uh, uh, the crocodile then attempted to attack me a second time, but I managed to push it away with my right hand, which was then bitten by the croc. Uh, McGowan, who was uh, snorkeling. Snookle. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Snorkel. Snookle. Snorkel. Snookle. Oh, probably uh, could have retired that one. Miguel was, <laughs> That's how they say snorkel in Australia. Oh. It's snookle. a snookle. He was taken to Hagerstone Island where a friend, a fireman, administered... Easy my snookle was wiggling away. First aid until an emergency helicopter arrived to take him to a nearby hospital. He said that he was treated for lacerations to his scalp and puncture wounds to his head and Save hand. Save my snookle? Yeah. Uh, ultimately, McGowan said he was simply in the wrong place at the wrong time. Snookle. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Snookle. Gross. And that is what I have in the bizarre file this morning. Uh-huh. Casey looks like he's going to give me something to yeah, give Yeah, you know what? Yeah. 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 I got a snookle for you. Yeah. Uh, so, you know what? Actually, I have a Creed 3 Blu-ray combo pack. Uh, and if I, you win this match, I'm going to buy you a snookle. I'll, I'll take caller number 15. At 215-263-WMMR, Michael B. Jordan is back as Adonis Creed, and you can own it now. So we'll set up caller number 15 with that, 215-263-WMMR. Speaking of fighters, we got one coming in here. Oh, yeah. Professional wrestler, WWE superstar Drew Gulak and a Philly native is going to be joining us in a little while. Philly, right? Yeah. Philly. Montgomery County. And around the area. Uh, oh, so, anywhere along the Snookle. Yeah. <laughs> Snookle River. I forgot it's a river through here. <laughs> Snookle. Uh, we'll come back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us, please. Teachers rock. And MMR feels they deserve special recognition. That's why Preston and Steve are looking for the coolest teacher at your high school. It's not a pop quiz, but we will need you to vote. Tune in at 6.15 when Preston and Steve select at random one area high school. Students from that school will have 24 hours to vote for their coolest teacher at PrestonandSteve.com. Preston and Steve's Coolest Teacher, weekdays at 6.15. Sponsored by Five Below. Hot stuff, cool prices. 93.3 WMMR. Last dismissed. We love having our next guest in the studio. He is here today, and there is a seminar, a wrestling seminar, that's taking place tonight uh, that you can partake upon if there's any space left. We'll find out about that in a second, but please welcome 
the walking torture device himself, <laughs> Drew Gulak, is with us. Hey, or, guys. Or <laughs> Drewlack, as you've been called before. Yes. Yes, that is a way to combine both my names. <laughs> yes. and my name. uh, good to see you, first of all. Thanks. And good to see you guys. You did this seminar last night as well? Yeah, yeah. This is like last minute kind of word of mouth thing. Um, we had some people. I'm opening a wrestling school in Philadelphia. <gasps> oh! Wow. Yes. Whoa. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, it's 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 That's a perfect great. listen. Obviously, this is a, a storied area when it comes to wrestling, and, yes. and there's you know that we uh, there's already a, a you know uh, other schools, but I mean the more the merrier because it seems to be a steady stream of people who are now interested in getting into it. Yeah, you know? I think the timing the timing is right. Um, I I obviously I grew up in the area, and I trained in South Philly for most of my wrestling career to get ready. To uh, get the opportunities that I ha- that I've had, um, you trained with the, was a Mike Cumberbatch, Mike Quackenbush, Mike Quackenbush? Uh, out of Chicara, uh, Chris Hero names. at the time, okay, uh, luchador by the name of Skyda, who is very uh, well known for his skill in like technical wrestling, um, and I also trained at Combat Zone Wrestling over in Deptford uh, when I was in high school. Mm. So you have um, sort of a Swiss Army knife of of different aspects of wrestling. Yeah, 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 I think so. I think, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Gonna, let, I'm gonna let uh, the commentators know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's uh, that's excellent. So, what's the projected? Um, is it still in its very um, amorphous stages? Or uh... yeah, yeah. The process started. I've been looking for like the last year or two, just kind of trying to find the right location. Um, I settled on one up in Harrogate, um, in the city. And I'm I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with either. Harrogate. Harrogate is right next to like Port Richmond, okay. uh, in between like Port Richmond and Kensington area. Okay, okay. Um, what do they call that? Like Port Fishington these days? Uh, is that like you combining names? So <laughs> yeah, you, okay. Yeah. Like, I, I'm a name Drew combiner, <laughs> Gulak. Yeah, Drulak. Yeah, yeah. So Harrogate technically is the neighborhood. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah. It's. Uh, I have a ring in a building right now. They just finished the bathroom. Yesterday was my first day getting to use that, wow, which was man. nice. Yeah, that pretty nice, good. right? Yeah. Last time you can take a leak at your 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 um, you go figure business. Yeah, yeah. things to take <laughs> for granted. Christening right? it. Yeah. Um, but the last few trips, I've been coming up like every other week, and I've been holding these seminars. They've just been word of mouth. I decided to throw some graphics online, which thank you for the plug. I appreciate yeah, of course. That. Um, so just small groups. I'm helping independent wrestlers right now. Just kind of. You know, basic training kind of stuff. That's just, excellent. Yeah, I, listen, I, I don't, you know, wrestlers weigh a lot, right? Like, there there are probably, <laughs> you know, not many professional wrestlers that weigh under 200 pounds. When I see somebody coming off of the, the top turnbuckle, even the second turnbuckle, what is that collision like when you're when you're coming down onto the canvas? Because I don't know what the, what the I, I don't. It's all in the technique. Okay. And how you, how you learn to, um, you know, disperse your weight. And the timing, and also like the strength of your your muscular system yeah. to support things like you know whiplash, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, which, you know, not a lot of people think about that kind. Is of thing. is the ring itself the the ground, the floor part of the ring? Has <laughs> it got some spring to it? Uh, so it has suspension. Okay, you know the ropes kind of pull from the top. Um, mine is a 20-foot ring. I think it's the only one in the city that's a 20-footer, which is a standard for WWE. Okay. okay. Most independent wrestling rings are either 16-foot or 18-foot. Okay. Um, so it feels like an ocean of canvas when you're right. in there. But it pulls from the top uh, together, and then underneath I have cross cables that pull from the bottom, and that creates kind of this effect where if they, if you see someone running the ropes, the ring kind of... Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. If you look carefully where it opens up. Um, so you have... 
a little suspension, but it's not like it's not like cushions or springs. Like right, it's still have it's still got to effing hurt if oh, you yeah. if you catch it the wrong way. No matter how that's well it. you're trained, and you listen, you know that's in this it, it, performance. I, I you know you and you're up close, and yet we've had the benefit of of being up close ringside. Uh, you know, for a couple of times, you know, all, all of us, I think, um, you know, th- th- there's a lot of injuries that take place that not even the, the TV camera will catch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like, oh, man, these dudes are really they're getting injured and bleeding for this presentation. Yeah. Yeah. It can be. I mean, there can be like serious acute ones, I think, uh, more popular in the last 20 years to talk about has been kind of the longevity process and yeah. the wear and tear. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Of things. I, I just mainly, the reason I asked about the uh, yeah. uh, the floor on the on the ring was, do you guys remember the earthquake? Yeah. Oh, and he would he would do that, he, that <laughs> jumping up and down thing would shake the entire oh, ring. His, his son is our timekeeper at WWE. What? Yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah. He's, he's incredible. Okay. Yeah. Hey, um, so one of the more interesting journeys I ever took on YouTube was, uh, it was a, col- uh, a collection of when wrestlers saved other wrestlers, you know, lives, you know, essentially when something had gone oh, wrong sure. yeah. in the ring and you as the competitor, you knew that this dude was either either coming down on his neck or back or whatever. And you uh, and so you as the regular viewer, you don't necessarily know right. what is, is transpiring. Right. But, you know, they're like, OK, part well, this, of the performance. This is where the mistake happened. And this is where Drew Gulak actually saved this dude from breaking his neck. And I mean, I don't know how we're often. not supposed to. You know, tell you guys, yeah. right? You know, if it if it becomes a glaring part of the story as it unfolds, sure. Right. But and yeah. how often has it happened in your career where somebody actually really got hurt, and then they like, and how did they let you know? They're like, dude, <laughs> I think I just tore my ACL. <laughs> so, luckily, with like knee injuries, very rarely mm-hmm. those have happened in practice quite a bit. Okay, um, just because you know the nature of how how training works sometimes. Um, Is it like that next? I, I've had a guy once. Oh, I'm trying to think where we were. It might have been York, Pennsylvania, or like uh, somewhere in Maryland. But an opponent, oh, it was in Maryland. An opponent of mine, uh, just a basic technique. And however, the way he landed, he bumped his 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 eye on something. Mm. And uh, I think he was hopping for the cover, and he was he was like, "My eyes out." <gasps> oh, no. oh, my and God. I was like, "Your eyes what? out?" <laughs> and I'm still, you know, trying yeah. to tell yeah. the audience we're wrestling here. Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, my eyes out," and I was like. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to take it home? Do you want to end this, right? And he's like, "No, no, no! Give me a second. I'll push it back in. We're good." Oh, oh my god! My god. 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 It literally popped out. It wasn't like dangling, yeah, but, but it was. Like, it was protruding, it was protruding, protruding. Oh, and, god. It, and I think, thank goodness, I didn't like <laughs> see it too much because I was trying to act also, oh, and uh, yeah, we got through it. <laughs> Jesus! So that was that oh, was a, that was one. But you know what? It's not as bad as you would think, because there was a uh, that next, one sticks out. Well, there. Uh, the guy who played for Villanova was it Foy or, or oh, whatever? Yeah, Randy uh, Foy. Uh, he uh, his eye got poked, and like you literally, it was because it was in the NCAA tournament, and you literally uh, you see his eyeball like pop out of his of his no, skull. That's, no, Dude, that's, he, he finished the rest of the like game. a movie. Like yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I got you. Got to check out. I think when your eye blows out of your skull, it's uh-huh. probably time to say it's going to take a can it take five here. But that's why it's so important to go to a school, right? And and to get your proper training because you know people need to know. Like okay, uh, this is where things can go south, and and you yeah. need to have proper training. I, listen, I took uh, a couple of uh, Brazilian jiu jitsu classes, <laughs> and when I was 
you know, at the end of the class, you you end up sparring with these people, and I'm like, oh, uh, you know, I'm a transparent belt. That's how you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, even yeah. a white belt. It's it's clear and see through. But I was doing these things, and these guys are like, okay, you're not supposed to do this right now. Like they were, you know, don't use your fingers and don't do this because. Me as a novice, like, I don't know that, that I could potentially yeah. hurt somebody. Well, they, sure. they say statistically, Penn and Teller did one of their BS shows about uh-huh. about how you're more likely to get injured training for the a martial art or your black belt than actually having to use it in a fight and get injured because, because you have to know what you're doing, and a yeah. lot of people don't, you know? Yeah, I agree completely mm. with that. Drew, you, you mentioned Earthquake Sun has a, a job uh, in wrestling now. And, yeah. and, and I'm curious, like, if there are schools for people who, if they're not going to make it as a wrestler, mm-hmm. can they become can they become a, a referee? Or, like, are there ways to get into WWE uh, that you might not think of otherwise um, where there are potential jobs? Or, like, if you just love the industry, something that you would like to do uh, and end up being, like, what Earthquake's son is actually doing nowadays? Yeah, that's a, that's a common question. And um, I think... You know, I focus so much on the in-ring training. Yeah. And I've seen, like, a lot of referees, for example, they start out as wrestlers okay. and they transition to more of the referee role. Um, but, you know, it depends on what job you're training for and, like, how to become heavily specialized in that area. So, yeah. for example, with WWE, we have a lot of backstage correspondents that do interviews and stuff like that. And not a lot of them, I mean, there's a few, but not a lot of them come from, like, a pro wrestling background. A lot of them are from news or sports oh. or some other form of media, where right? You can use those talents to kind of add to the broadcast. So, so they're 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 fans, and they gravitate towards it from those. Sometimes they're fans. Sometimes yeah. they're like, okay, I'll try this job out, and the opportunity oh, works yeah. out, and then they become fans over time. Right? Or, you know, they learn to love the product. I think the referees need a little bit more schooling because I I've <laughs> noticed that like they yeah. get distracted yeah, very easily. Yeah. yeah, man, I bring this point up all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. it's he's never looking in the direction I need to at the yeah. right time. It's almost like they're they're not. Someone told him to do so. I'll tell you this though, um, it's it's Get still that going, Casey boy. <laughs> bang for the buck, it's still it's still awesome. I mean, you know, and it, that's why, like here, it, it always does does very well. I wanted to ask you about you trained um, uh, Logan Paul. Yeah, right. And I me- I was watching footage, and I'm like, oh. and you think the, the, the usual reactions to go here's another here's another guy a pretender, and yet. I saw him in the ring, and then the, the other wrestlers were kind of saying, yeah, no, he he, he really, he he's great. committed. And, I, and they did a, a, a jump across the ring. I forget who he was wrestling at the time. And there was, a you know, a slap at him. I mean, they, he was selling it hardcore. What What's your takeaway from uh, from uh, Logan Paul and, and what he invested in this aspect of his career? Uh, he, he's, we've had, we've had this string of celebrities that have come in uh, between him, Bad Bunny, and Pat McAfee. Yeah, and all three of them extremely different backgrounds. You know, uh, Logan happens to be like a fantastic athlete. Yeah, um, he was a fan of wrestling, um, and he wanted to have a good showing. He wanted to look good when he was in there, and we had a really good team to help him train. How did you approach his his training? What, what when you take somebody who's maybe athletic but a, a complete neophyte when it comes to this stuff? Where do you start? Yeah, I think I think with him. Um, you know, we had uh, the first time I, I got to work with him was to get him ready to wrestle Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia. Right. So it was it was a collaboration between uh, his camp and uh, me and Hurricane Helms, who's been serving as like his kind of his head coach and his liaison. And uh, with me, it was more about um, the moments in between the technical moves because he's such a good athlete. He can springboard off the top rope and hit a drop kick, no problem. Wow. You know, that took me yeah. a while to kind of get good at that stuff. Uh, so 
I was very focused on the minute details of like, what face are you going to make in midair when you're flying at this guy? <laughs> right, yeah. Stuff that, you know, you necessarily don't put a lot of thought into if you're like, hmm. oh, I'm going to flip on my friend, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and and he, he's been able to take that and kind of like understand that and apply that to the showmanship side of what we do. And I think that's what has elevated his performance. Yeah, the Bad Bunny thing blew me away too, though. That, that guy... Um yeah, and he's in great shape, and he's, I mean, and he's not pretending. He loves it. Yeah, he yeah. really does have a passion for yeah. it. Yeah. You know, Triple H is his favorite wrestler he got to. <laughs> Drew, do you work on your, on your facial expressions? Uh, maybe not consciously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But do you have specific ones, like you know, rage and, uh. Oh, uh, so I do the Sam Eagle face. You know what Sam Eagle is? From no. The Muppets? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it's like Sam Eagles here. Yeah, yeah. the, one, the one, the one action figure I was fortunate enough to have is that face. Your, yeah. uh, your avatar on Instagram is kind of like you doing that a little bit, like growling a little bit. Uh, yeah, a little Sam Eagle. Yeah, <laughs> we follow each other on Instagram, and every time I see your face pop up, I'm like. I, he might be a little angry at me. I don't know if I did something wrong. Uh, I, I think I got to update that picture, man. La- hey. I, was look, I was looking the last time I visited. It's the same. So photo. were you uh, were you training Steve Austin recently? Oh, man. Uh, that was crazy. So last WrestleMania was uh, not not this one, but the one prior. Um, they I wasn't scheduled to, 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 to appear on the show or, or really have any role. I got a call at the beginning of the week, said, hey, Drew, uh, We'd like you to come out to WrestleMania this year. It wasn't on my schedule, so I'm like, okay, cool. Last-minute booking, no big deal. It's like, yeah, what do you guys want me to do? He's like, well, we'd like you to come and train with Steve, um, you know, to get him ready. I'm like, Steve? <laughs> and he's like, Steve Austin. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I didn't know what he meant. If he meant, like, he just needed me there to coach him a little bit yeah. to watch. But what did you end up doing? I got to the hotel. They have a practice ring at, the, at those events because it's it's huge yeah. um, in the hotel. And I walked in, and it was just um, myself waiting there with one of our medics, and then he just comes strolling in, like just like I pictured him. Yeah. You know, I've seen him hundreds. You had times never met him before. Kid. We had met once okay. at the Raw 25 anniversary in Brooklyn, very briefly. Um, but I never really had a formal like, "Hey, brother," yeah, you know, that kind of situation with him. He's the coolest guy in the world. We wound up. Um, wrestling for like an hour just me and him in oh, the ring. That's pretty we've had him on the show, you know, oh. because he's had multiple reality shows, you know, uh, contests. Yeah, sure. And he's always been a great guest. The time that I got to be basically ringside was WrestleMania, his return, I believe it was. He was freaking amazing. The yeah. crowd went insane. Yeah. 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 He's a legend. Yeah. He's, he was the biggest star at the time. You know what? There's arguments that he still is you know, one of the biggest stars in wrestling, if yeah. not the biggest, you know, at the time, uh, just based on, like, merchandise sales and stuff like that. Just what an impact. So I got to work with him for an hour, and then the next day do it again. And um, he hadn't wrestled in, like, 19 years. Wow. Really? So I, it was a completely different approach wow. to, like, doing any kind of training because, you know, I had a guy who I looked up to, you know, growing up and who was, was at the top, the yeah. tippy top of the game. Yeah. And, like, my goal was basically to get him warmed up, yeah. you know, and, and try to get him, him him ready. And he went out there, and they crushed it. Well, with, I mean, you're talking about Steve Austin, but yeah. uh, he hasn't done it in a while. So are you take it easy on him, I mean, that type of thing, or? Uh, it's not. It's, I, I, 
it was a situation where it's like I, I have to not push him right to the point where it's like I'm I'm doing anything crazy <laughs> right you, you know I have to be long. respectful to to him to yeah. see because you know his generation they 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 work very hard and he specifically works extremely hard and he pride himself on working very hard you know he was more worried about. Uh, like getting tired or anything out there just because he hasn't done it in so long. Yeah. And, um, yeah, his mechanics were just awesome. Wow. Yeah. Um, Casey had asked earlier about, you know, taking the uh, the, the jump and, and landing on onto the, the, the ground off the, the top turnbuckle and all that. I, yeah. I did a little bit of martial arts training. We flirted around with some judo and, cool. um, and did some throws and things like that. And I found, actually, some of those moments when you are getting thrown – Kind of fun, yeah. actually. Yeah. Uh, are there some moves? Are there specific ones that are kind of you know you get a kick out of doing it when you're the victim in it? You're oh being God. thrown. It's kind of fun. It seems like uh, maybe not getting thrown now to me sounds like not a fun time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just part. It's part of what we do. I'm trying to think. Like, maybe like some of the. I rarely get to do aerial offense. Yeah. It's kind of like my thing to not do aerial moves. <laughs> oh, really? But I kind of I kind of see why it's fun. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you sort of dig that. Yeah. I remember years ago, um, I used to, and I could do it on any <laughs> any hard floor where I'd do a, a full flip, and by someone had taught me how to do it. Wait, what? I wouldn't even, yeah, you could do a full flip, and with your arms sort of slow down your roll, I never got hurt doing What's it. What's this special technique I've yeah, never heard yeah. of? Yeah, I, I wouldn't even try it now because I'd, I'd be dead in a second but uh it was apparently an old move that was sort of used a lot stuntmen used it i guess sure. and uh i'm like no they, they uh, and it was fun to do the flip mm-hmm. but i could see after time wear and tear you're talking straight up jump flip full impact you're not talking flip roll yourself. through roll up to a standing position okay so what, what i'm used to doing is flipping like, and Right, landing, landing on your face. No, okay, that's Back. no, that I would Hopefully. not do. No, but it was <laughs> it was fun, you know that sort of stuff. Okay, yeah, but yeah, it's tumbling. Yeah, right? when you're a kid, you yeah. tumble. It's he mentioned stuntman. Is stuntman ever something you had considered in uh, when you were getting into this physical side of things as a living? I like I like the showmanship part of it. Okay, too. you All know, right. not nothing to take away from stuntmen. You yeah. know, they their job is crazy, and I think that they should be probably, you know, more well-regarded in that situation, Agreed. just for the, the, the amount that they put on, the uh, they add to the performances. Yeah. Um, I've had friends that have done stuntman training. Um, I've had a, a buddy of mine was Sick Nick Mondo in Combat Zone Wrestling. He's known for, like, <laughs> flying through barbed wire tables and getting smashed with glass and crazy stunts. He left wrestling after three years, made a very big impact on the independent scene, and he uh, became a stuntman because um, he was he was heavily interested in film and writing and directing and stuff. Right. And he's done that kind of work through, uh, you know, in Atlanta. They have a huge film scene. And yeah, you know, the TV bits here. Marvel's down there constantly. Yeah. Uh, yeah they, they, have, they, have, they have techniques, too, that we can borrow from. You can borrow, right. yeah. yeah. The guy, the, the, the director and writer, creator of the John Wick series is, is his former, Keanu Reeves stuntman, body double for a lot of this stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's a different kind of thing. We the, the actor Frank Grillo, who is you know Brazilian jiu jitsu and is a really competent guy, we've had him on the show, and he says by far the stunt guys are the real deal. He yeah. says I can't, you know, they're they're out on a whole nother. It's like you saw um, uh, the the Tarantino film uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah. right? I'm sure with it yeah. where where Brad Pitt is playing. It's apparently a an actual encounter that took place between a stunt man and Bruce Lee. And, uh, That's why it, I read conflicting things on that. I don't know. Yeah, it's a cool scene. <laughs> it is a very. Cool I scene. know that the word was is that Bruce Lee 
did get aggressive with stuntmen, and they didn't like to work with him. And this mm. is on, like, the Green Hornet. Now, in the Hong Kong movies were a little bit different, where it was sort of, you know, expected that you would go, you'd really get a little more physical. But, yeah, it's it's kind of cool. You know, those guys are, are, you know, designed for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got you to gotta have a certain kind of crazy, little daredevil side. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of like uh, getting into wrestling, too. I would imagine oh, yeah. a little bit of crazy in there, but uh, definitely you want to be trained properly, Absolutely. for yes. sure. Yeah. So about the, the seminar that's going on tonight, how okay. can people um, get in on that? So it's open to anyone who is already a trained professional wrestler. So if you happen to be an independent wrestler in the area or someone who wants to brush up on their skills, I'm looking for people who have at least a year of experience, okay. uh, give or take, or debuted at their home promotion or school. Um, you can just simply reach out to me on social media. Um, you should probably already have my contact information. If you don't, uh, it's just at Drew Gulak. Twitter and Instagram is probably the best way to get a hold of me. You look at just sort of amass your staff, your teaching staff. Um, I have I have a good crew. Yeah, set. It's more about scheduling now. Okay, some of the guys travel for other shows. Right, or, right. You know. No, I think it's awesome. I think Thanks. it's congratulations, man. It's Thank really you. cool. Yeah. Thank you. So we'll be seeing you more then if you've got this school up and running around I've, here, I've, right? I've been here every other week. Okay. Uh, nice. Yeah, for the last three or four months. So, awesome. Yeah, it's been really great to be back. Nice. We'll all come down and we'll learn wrestling from you. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and we're going to hope it. We're going to. Yeah. <laughs> I will make sure no one gets hurt. Yeah. <laughs> do some stuff. Uh, well, we definitely want to see you at WrestleMania 40. In yeah. Philadelphia. Yes. Huge, right? Yeah. Yes. That's, that's got to happen. Uh, yeah. You've got to be a part of that. Thank you. Let's what do, do we it. call? All right. Uh, well, <laughs> the the internet. All right. We'll call the internet. <laughs> Dear internet. Hey, I just happen to have its number. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we got to take a break, but uh, it is great to see you, Drew. Thanks Thank for you being guys here. so much for having me. Love it. Anytime. Please, Drew. Yeah. Good luck, guys. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We have a composer, Laura uh, Cartman, who's going to be joining us from your return. Stay with us. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoop In and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoop In and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The uh, Philadelphia Orchestra's Pride concert is coming up on Saturday. Now, Nick, I need uh, verification on this. One one piece of copy says Pride concert. The other one says free 
Pride concert on Saturday. We got that straight. Uh, yeah, it's free. It's All free. Right. Yes, sir. Oh, well, that is awesome. Uh, and, uh, of course, it's for the LGBTQ plus community, celebrating uh, the region's community. And we're excited to meet our next guest. And we are meeting her via our good friend, uh, Michael Giacchino. Yes. Uh, because she is a fellow composer and has done tons of stuff, and including kind of heading down that path of Michael into the uh, into the... Uh, the video game realm, or not the video game, I'm sorry, Marvel. the MCU, the yeah. Marvel realm, uh, with the What If series and Miss Marvel and so on. And even with video games, the reason I had that on my mind is because I was going to play this music, which is from Halo 3. Video game nerds will recognize this in a heartbeat. Well, she's the one who composed this. And she owns the coolest glasses I've ever seen. <laughs> They're awesome. Via Zoom right now. Which ones? Please, yeah, I know. She's wearing two pair of them. Please welcome Laura Cartman hey. to the program today. Hey. Good morning, Good Laura. Morning. Good morning. Thanks for the glasses compliments. And I guess I'm glad I'm not on the freeways there around Philadelphia because it sounds pretty gnarly. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> yeah. so fun. But you're in L.A., so, I mean, come on, man. Oh, it's... everything's very peaceful here. We never have any traffic. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no uh, thanks, issues whatsoever. Uh, thanks for getting up early, 6 o'clock, uh, your time uh, joining us on the, the West Coast. But yes, you're going to be here uh, in Philadelphia uh, this weekend. And and are you um, directing the orchestra? Are you going to be conducting the orchestra? No, Marin Alsop okay. is going to be conducting the orchestra. Marin's a friend of mine, and she's a you know the top one of the top conductors of the world, and probably the top female conductor. So she's directing the orchestra, and we're premiering my suite from the upcoming film, The Marvels. Ooh. Wow, that's okay. incredible! I mean, it, it, listen, we are thrilled. Obviously, our friendship with Michael it means the world with us. But we just we came in as fans of his music from from Lost and video game work and so on and so forth. Oh yeah, and and, and I mean. I think when I was a little kid and I talked to Michael about this, uh, Laura, is that I would I would in addition to getting my, you know, my rock albums and so on and so forth, I acquired soundtracks. Mm. I love soundtracks. And so I you're a soundtrack geek. I'm a soundtrack geek, yeah. And I've been right. for my life. Right. And and, uh, and for and a lot of times, you know, they're in, in a like drier periods, these are the people who are are the composers. These are the people who are carrying the the orchestral sound alive or inventive sound. I was just Commenting to someone, I'm a massive fan of Jerry Goldsmith's soundtrack for Chinatown, which I think is one right. of the most incredible soundtracks. There's just s- such an art to it. And your your music and how you tailor the music for a film, and I was reading an interview with you, it's it's such, there's so many elements to consider for that process. Uh, you, you know, was that, did you have to train yourself to do that? Or did you acclimate to it, you know, easy? How, what was that process like? I mean, everybody goes through a different process. I came out of concert music. I went to Juilliard and, you know, trained that way. And then I wound up doing film music because it seemed like a really good way to make music every day, you know. And there's something about that, like doing it every day, like it's not something that's too precious. It's just something you do that I really, really love. But listen, it takes years to figure out how to really become a great film composer. And you have to really be able to understand what's going on in the film and understand how the music you create can support it. And it's just, listen, music and film is one of the most wonderful and weird things, right? The fact that 
an audience doesn't react when a music cue begins in, you know, in in some place where they're kind of submerged in the reality of what's going on is just kind of crazy. It's a miracle. But it's I think it's one of the reasons why they don't react to it is because it it's meant to support the drama, the action, what's going on. It creates another kind of path forward for examining you know all of these emotions that we experience in film hmm. laura uh, preston and i were lucky enough to go uh, out to la a few years ago when michael was scoring uh, spider-man homecoming and i was awesome. amazed at the process of what a composer can do and then also what the musicians do mm. while watching right. scenes for the first time and just knowing uh how to pick up whatever instrument they're playing and with brand new music in front of them uh then score that scene so for you when you're when you're are you seeing the movie for the first time as you're scoring it no no basically we you know we we sit down with the directors and the producers and we call what's you know spotting the movie which is you have a creative meeting about where the the movie needs music and then how that what that music should sound like then you sit at home i mean i'm right now in my studio and you create these pretty thought-out orchestral demos using MIDI and synthesizers. You send that over. They come to the studio. You work through that. It's a months-long process in television. Sometimes it stays long. It just depends. And then um, by the time you get to the scoring stage, hopefully everything has been heard and approved, and it's a matter of bringing it to life with the you know, lifelong experience of expert, expert musicians. Well, you know... I'm sorry, Professor. Go ahead. Uh, well, I'm just... Uh, <laughs> This this whole uh, profession is just fascinating to yeah. me, and and uh, one of the things I love about what a composer has to do is not only do you have to come up with the the, the melodies and and the counter melodies and things like that, but the orchestration as well. You have to pick the instruments that are yeah. going to convey the type of emotion you want to put in them. So if you want to be uh, heroic, you might choose a, a French horn. Uh, exactly. If you want to be comedic, you might do a uh, a bass clarinet or something like that. Yeah. Very uh, good. But, but you have all these. This 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 infinite salad bar of yeah. stuff to go and pick and put on the plate. And do you sometimes uh, purposely get creative and, and take some daring moments with the instrumentation like that? Yeah, you do. And I think I think what it is is it's it's, it's very perceptive. You know, you seem to really understand what's going on in the orchestra. You do a combination of. Almost what's expect, expected, like you said, you know, heroic is a French horn. I think there's a way that it that people expect that, and you want to deliver on certain expectations. But in, in other times, you don't want to. You want to do just the opposite. We've talked a lot about Michael, and if you think about like Batman, the the um, the Batman, the you know his most recent score. Yes. I mean, that whole thing is based on Ave Maria, right? So that's based on this song that uh, the Wait, is it the Joker? It, it, well, it's it. Uh, uh, it, it is the Riddler. Right, right. right. And, and, so yeah. that is song in the beginning. It's like this creepy childhood thing. So this beautiful song, Ave Maria, gets corrupted yeah. during the course of the score, right? And that's that's how he approaches, you know, doing something that's that's not that that really defies expectations. And I can't talk about really the score from the Marvels yet because they'll, you know, <laughs> yeah. Are you so many people over there? You're bugged. Yeah. Swoop me away. I don't know what will happen. I'll go to Marvel jail. But um, you don't want to go there. I don't want to go to Marvel Jail. No, I, I want to. I want to be on the Go Monopoly uh, board in this particular place. 
But um, there are some things in the score that really defy expectations. And so I think it's really, really weighing that. And and so you give the audience what they expect, and then at times you give them what they don't expect. Well, with Ms. Marvel, you have you and the soundtrack and the music that you, you uh, supplied for that, there is Kamala Khan has this heritage and, this, and, and that she's very proud of, and you incorporate instrumentation that, that sort of speaks to that. And I, I assume... It's got to be daunting, A, to write a superhero theme, as did, you know, the, the theme that's going to be associated with that hero. And yeah. then also to provide some sort of connection to what their their story is, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot to juggle. And, you know, in the comic book realm, comic book fans are not very forgiving. Well, you know, I, I haven't found that, thank God. I, 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 you know, being working on What If, which is all, you know, comic book based, which is so great. Mm. But the Kamala Khan thing is really interesting because you have this, you know, young woman from Jersey, your neighbor, and um, who is that? You know, she's an American teenager, but she has a rich cultural heritage. So and she's a Marvel super fan. So I think you've got kind of these three things that you have to play with. We wanted to give her the dignity of a superhero theme because she's coming into our world. So she has a da 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 ba da da, you know, yeah. that that her theme but also we have to acknowledge her heritage because a lot of the show is about that so i collaborated with a lot of pakistani and indian musicians um and and worked with them to to really make that authentic and also exciting and, and welcome it to the mcu as well let me ask you when you're so the difference between that and when you're commissioned by an orchestra to create a piece or to create a, an operatic piece or something like that yeah. uh, contrast both because your 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 creativity is being called upon but how do you approach the different projects. You know, I got to tell you, I, I like 10 years ago, I might have given you a different answer, but now it's not that different for me. Mm. It's it's really uh, like I approach everything with with the same intensity, with the same kind of thoughtfulness, all my film projects, TV projects and concert music projects. And they're all collaborative. I mean, you know, this idea that you sort of write something for the concert hall and it's your vision solely and nobody else, nobody gets to say anything about it. I mean, it's just not true. You know, you you want to make sure something works for everybody. So I think that you have to collaborate in all of these um, circumstances. And I have to tell you, to have the Philadelphia Orchestra play a piece of mine, yeah. I mean, that is insane. <laughs> That's like a childhood dream. You know, it's like it's crazy. And I'm so excited to come here and, and to come there and hear that. You know, yeah. it's it's going to be great. Apparently, the concert is like super raucous and really, really fun too. That's what I've heard. So cool. I think we'll have a good time. Laura, this is we're kind of in the same ballpark because there was a commercial that ran for the Philadelphia Orchestra not that long ago, and and it flashed up big, big flashy headlines like "Amazing," the New York Times, blah blah blah, this and that, and the very last thing said the greatest orchestra in the world, and underneath it, it said. The Preston and Steve show. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. That's the kind of level that we're talking about yes. here. We're talking about supreme, uh, supreme excellence, great traffic reporting. <laughs> yeah. Um, sale on strawberries and whole foods. You know, it's all good. It's all good. Well, it's, it's really funny that, uh, that you say that, Laura, because, you know, I was not a comic book guy growing up. And then I joined this show. And, um, and when Iron Man came out, Preston and Steve were both like, you guys, you, you got to watch this. And now I don't miss anything that's Marvel related. I love all of it. I consume all of it all the time. 
including Ms. Marvel, all of the TV shows as well. And and the fact that in that show she went to AvengerCon was so like <laughs> meta for me. Like here's this girl who grew up being a quote unquote Marvel fan in a fictional universe, but she's going to something that exists in an actual in, in our reality. You know, it, it, I just I found all of it fascinating. I know it's crazy, and you know, Amon Vellani, the actor who plays her, is a crazy Marvel fan, right? She's a huge fan of the comic, and there's more meta too. The 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 creator of the comic was also the executive producer of the show, whose name was Sana, who's the grandmother's name in the show, and it was very much the story of her life. So it's like real life people living. <laughs> Crossing the vortex into reality and just trying to keep your head straight with all of it, but that's that's part of that's part of the fun of it. And of course, you know, having worked on What If, where everything is upside down in the yeah. MCU, I'm used to the the meta, you know, multiverse where where anything goes really, and and people come back to life or th- you know. I don't know, not people, but, you know, superheroes yeah. as opposed to people. I mean, that's the thing about Kamala Khan. She's a person, you know, and that's what's so beautiful about that show, I think. Laura, you had mentioned you're, you're, uh, you're Juilliard trained. You're, you come from uh, the world of, of classical music. What What's your take on uh, some people who have had success in film scoring that didn't come from that world? Randy Newman, Trent Reznor, Trevor Rabin, people like that and, and their works. Do you learn from listening to those? Yeah, I do. And it's it's... You know, I I have a, a pretty deep collaboration with a guy named Raphael Sadiq, who's a a, a major R and B producer. He's done Beyonce and a, a, a host of others, and um, he and I have worked on a lot of shows together. And I have learned so much from him. I've learned so much about song production, about timing. He comes from a completely different musical tradition than I do, and I you know I really admire. Um, People and, and like Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, you know, they're they're yeah. in immense creativity and kind of turning things on their side. And I think I think I do learn from them because um, it helps you sort of take things into uh, in unexpected places, mm. right? If you're listening to a lot of synth work, then you start thinking about, well, gee, is that something I want to incorporate, or how does that work with my material? So I think that you know I. I um I have a really collegial relationship with a lot of um, other composers. I I really met Michael and got to know him well because we were both governors at the Motion Picture Academy. Okay, and so we hung out. We made some really good things happen. We did a lot for, you know, diversifying the music branch and for changing some rules that made it. Um, easier to acknowledge, frankly, the fine work that people like Trent and, and others are doing. So not not as uh, rigid for them to gain access. Uh, I, would, I, I would say doing reading on you in your earlier years, jazz seems to have figured prominently into your uh, musical um, education. And then also scatting. Now, is that true? Can you confirm or deny that scatting served a, a purpose for you in your earlier years? Okay, it's low, it's low, it's the morning. Okay, what do you want? Uh, <clears throat> yes, I can confirm and I do not deny it. Um, every, you know, we we try to keep the jazz police at bay here in the studio as much as possible because um, sometimes they don't like it. But I actually just completed a really excellent movie that's going to come out this fall called American Fiction, which is um, a jazz score. 
course. So that was a real pleasure and collaborating with great jazz musicians and playing a lot myself. And um, so I do I do uh, sneak it out. And my son is a really good um, jazz guitarist. Huh. And uh, so I've been playing and listening a lot with him and helping him along with all this, too. I um, I just can't help but notice the, the Emmys and the Grammys uh, sitting in the background <laughs> of your of your room right there. And I, I, yeah, you it, see the Emmys are dressed in Barbie clothes. Uh, are they? OK, because I thought Emmys were supposed to be gold and they look silver from way back here. No, no, they're not silver. They're they're dressed up in 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 Barbie clothes. Oh, and it's it, I just felt that they were too naked. And yes. <laughs> so it's, it's a beautiful scene behind you with the roaring fireplace and the awards. It really it's is. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, and listen, this isn't where I was going to go with this question, but they say you can't judge a book by its cover. But I'm but the second I saw you and your background, I'm like, I love this lady. Uh, I like you get like a Burberry shirt on. You got two oh, pairs well, of glasses. Okay. And, uh, right. But anyway, so I want to ask this because, you know, this is like selfishly speaking. I have a daughter uh, who's finishing up her junior in high school. She's very, very much uh, into the arts. She does a musical theater. There's a okay. young girl who's a year younger than her that is talking about Juilliard who plays a ton of different instruments. She sings, she acts, and, and I'm, but like, so she wants to pursue a career in the arts and musical theater. And I know that she's talented, but I just, I'm so scared for her as well. If you understand what I'm saying, because I do. she also is an amazing student. And I'm like, but I want to be a supportive parent, but I also want to be a practical parent. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, well, what do I do? Tell me, how, how am I supposed to raise my daughter? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm here. That's why I woke up this morning. Yeah. <laughs> you have to bring both your daughter and her friend to the concert Saturday, and I want to meet them, okay? All right. Oh. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, Secondly, look, I understand your nervousness. I, I, I th- there's a a fantastic article in yesterday's New York Times about a 24 year old woman who just got cast in a big Broadway show. She went to LaGuardia, New York, and then she went to University of Michigan, and she's like an astonishing talent. You can't keep talent down, right? And you, you know, there's always another route if things don't work out. And I, and I have to tell you that it, that, that like making it and this concept of what making it is, is really not right. Because living life as an artist is a series of pivots. Yes. Right. There's a wall in front of you and you, you find a way to go around it. You, you don't just keep banging at the wall. So, you know, literally, I mean, I started my career doing network television movies and then they went away and I got into video games. And then, you know, then I started doing documentaries and then somehow I got into the MCU. So literally it's all of these kind of pivots and your daughter and every young artist will find those as well. And, you know, it's so funny because of of course, we've all been talking about, you know, chatbot and and how, yeah. you know, artificial uh-huh. intelligence is becoming creative. But when when you think about something that your daughter does, it's it's like handmade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's very special and and it's never going to get replaced. It's never you know, that kind of creativity is really special and needs to be nurtured and watered. And believe me, she sounds like a spectacular kid and she'll find her way one way or the other. Um, But you you support all of those dreams and um, she'll you know, 
I mean, she should go to a good college. <laughs> well, so and that's yeah, what we're doing right now. So yeah. you mentioned Michigan, by the way. You guys may not know this, but the the uh, the uh, BFA at Michigan is like second to none in this country. And uh, yeah. we, we a friend of ours uh, of hers wasn't able to get in there, and he's like the most talented person we know. We're like. That guy didn't get in, you know? And well, so, I'll tell you, I yeah. went there as an undergrad, and I gave the commencement speech at, to the School of uh, Music, Theater, and Dance last, uh, not not this year, but the year before, and it was one of the most beautiful experiences of my whole life, giving that speech to those young people, and it's great. Yeah, Michigan is a great musical theater school, and the nice thing about a school like Michigan is that you also have really good non-music classes, non-music theater classes, so, you know, maybe think about that. Like, if she's smart, and, I mean... That that was sort of my deal too. Is that I you know I went to a good high school and um, and I I mean I guess I'm smart. I think I'm smart. <laughs> um, we would believe that's the case. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. you wear two pairs of glasses. And I had interest. In, you know, music wasn't the only thing, um, but I was driven to yeah. do that. No, that's. So, just make sure she gets good non-arts classes wherever she chooses for college. Having the, the, the joy of, of listen, uh, if you're drawn to something, you legitimately enjoy it. And your, your sage advice about if you come up against a wall, figure a way around it. Because yeah. in the beginning for me, it was more television and, and film were my directions. And then through stand-up, I got into back into radio. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love this. So yeah. the, being able to be fluid and and let yourself be seduced by these other things that might speak to you makes a world of difference. It's hard to see that when you're younger sometimes, you know, because yeah. everyone's asking you, what do you want to be for the next 70 years? Yeah. You know, and it's 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 there's a lot of um, weight on that. There's a lot of weight on that. And of course, there's this idea of what making it is i mean what is making it making it is making a living as an artist which is in itself a miracle i don't care how you do it i don't care if you teach eighth grade you know public school if you play in a bar if you scat sing on the weekends whatever it is you do (laughs) if you're making a living as an artist it's it's extraordinary and something to be celebrated if you're just tuning in uh in it's uh composer laura cartman who is with us and uh the event that she's going to be in town for is at verizon hall saturday seven o'clock it's free. You can go to philaorc.org. So the Philadelphia Orchestra will be there, the Anna Cruz's uh, Feminist Choir, uh, Philadelphia Gay Men's Chorus, and the Philadelphia Voices or, of uh, Pride uh, will be there as well. This is the uh, uh, the Pride concert. Have, have you spent time in Philadelphia before, Laura? I've had a couple of pieces done there by in concert music, and so I've spent a little bit of time there, but I'm really, really looking forward to it this weekend. I'm coming with my family. We're going to hang out and uh, and enjoy Philly. That, that room is uh, one of the yeah. nicest rooms literally in the country, probably the world. It, it's uh, acoustically perfect. It was designed, when you look at it from overhead, to look either like an acoustic guitar or a cello, depending on whom you ask. And uh, you can be on one side of the room, and it's just crystal clear sound all the way on the other side of the room. So not only are we lucky enough to have the Philadelphia Orchestra here in Philadelphia, but we also have um, rooms and buildings like the Kimmel Center and the Verizon Hall. No, it's fantastic. I can't wait to go. Are you uh, are you still uh, doing any video game work, or is that uh, moved to the side for now? You know, it's moved to the side, but not really because I wanted it to, but honestly because... Like, whenever I would play a video game, even the most basic game, I would instantly get killed. (laughs) 
it's like I would go to the video game conventions and stuff like that, but I couldn't quite pull it off as Uh a gamer. I mean, I'm just, I I would love to be a gamer, and it's not because I look down on it, but the truth is I look up at it, and I just completely suck at gaming. Yes. So... It, it even though I know how to write music for games, and there's there's certain like specific things that you got to do. It I just haven't focused my atten- uh, focused my attention on it. But I would love to do more games. Well, it, it's it. it's an amazing thing. You did the EverQuest series as well, I did, did you? Know? Yeah, did. which is hugely popular. It, that's where I got killed instantly. <laughs> like I, 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 at first I said no, and no, I can't. I don't know anything about games. I said, come on down. And so they, I played EverQuest one and. Um, they said, well, what do you want to be? And I chose, like, wood nymph, which is the, like, <laughs> ba- like I can't even tell you how basic this is in the game. And within three seconds, I was dead. And they said, wow, nobody ever dies. <laughs> <laughs> and so I decided at that moment that, you know, maybe this is one that I can't really pull off. And so I just need right. to let it be. But but I love gaming. I, I, I love writing music for games because um, the people, the developers love music i mean they don't marvel too sure. but they really appreciate it and um they really let me do my thing for the games that i that i worked on and i worked for sony online for a year um so i did a lot of music for them and and as you mentioned i worked on you know some halo stuff i worked on uh, some other games but it's not something i actively pursue as a as a career path with with those uh accolades in your in your resume do you get invited to uh like comic-con panels and things like that I do, and I'm actually going to do one this summer that Michael's going to be uh, moderating, so that'll be oh. fun. I think it's it's it that's more an MCU thing, mm-hmm. but I've been to Comic Con a number of times. Uh, again, a situation where um, I feel like a little bit of an outsider. <laughs> Have you ever been? Yes, I've been to a, yes yeah. conventions before. Yeah, and, I mean it's just nuts. Yes. <laughs> well, it's, I don't know. It, we feel at home, which is, I guess that says a lot about us. <laughs> you feel yeah, at home. Yeah. yeah, and and I mean, again, it's like, I guess the Burberry doesn't work as well there. Uh, I'm, I'm working on that, but, you know, I do kind of stick out like a sore thumb, so I don't know. The, no, the glasses you fit you in. You can't blend in everywhere, right? Your, your, your credentials are absolutely certified here. I mean, you're, what you've done so far gets you in for life, so. And by the well, way. I, I, I do love it. You know, yeah. I do love it, even if I don't look it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> L- looking at several photos of you, we've got a picture of you here in front of Abbey Road uh, on Instagram. I've got another picture of you uh, along with the Marvels, and we have you up on our Zoom. And in all of those, you have two sets of glasses. <laughs> Is this your thing? Is that a signature style? for you it started out as a really practical thing like these were my sunglasses and these were my regular glasses but now like i put transition lenses in the sunglasses so it started out as something that was practical just because i wanted to have both glasses easily accessible because i literally cannot see a thing with glasses but now yes indeed it has become a thing and Mm -hmm. it serves as a good barrette here to hold my hair back so there are still some practical concerns but i have to to say it's a style thing. And the size of those lenses, uh, those have to be $1,000 glasses you're wearing there. You know what? I have my ways. All right. <laughs> They're the biggest ways. lenses I've may, ever seen. May I suggest glasses, that ever. when you come to Philly, add a monocle to that. <laughs> That's really good to know. So in other words, if I add a monocle to this, then no one, everyone will think I'm They'll from say, Philly. 
Completely yeah. Philly. Yes, total Philly. Yeah. Completely okay. Philly. Uh-huh. All right, good to know. Laura, I have a, a two-part question. Uh, have you met and spent any time with uh, Brie Larson? And um, can I meet her because I love her so much? I would like to. I would like to meet and spend time with her. I haven't, but I have um, spent some time with Iman Vellani. And let me think of who else. Some of the other people from the show, uh, Zenobia, uh, who plays um, Iman's mom, and, you know, but here's the thing about um, about being a composer, is you come in at the end. Yeah. So everything is shot. I mean, sometimes you'll come in, and I, I was on the set of the Marvels uh, for a little bit, but... Um, Generally, it's it you you wind up being more of an actor stalker because you see them up on your screen the whole time, and so when you meet them, you've spent a tremendous amount of time with them, and you feel like you know them, but of course they have no idea who you are. So it's like one of those awkward things when you meet them. Well, as, as a soundtrack geek, and uh, proudly so, what you do and and what you add and what you and Michael and other composers, it means everything. It means everything to the final. Uh, product, uh, you know, uh, that, that whole realm, you can hear a, a theme and you can immediately be transported into the movie. It's such a critical, crucial, oh, and yeah. amazing thing that you do. Well, thank you. And I, I think, you know, what's really cool is that Marvel is giving us permission to, you know, play this theme for the world a number of months before the um, before the movie comes out. So that's really special, and I think it acknowledges how important the Philadelphia Orchestra is, and, and I it. think that that's super cool. Great. Well, the event is on Saturday. It is free. It is in, like said uh, Nick said, this amazing venue called uh, the Verizon Hall in the Kimmel Center, and all you have to do is go to philorc.org, and you can get your tickets, and uh, there's a lot of great music that you're going to be hearing uh, this weekend, so it is the uh, uh, the Pride concert and 7 p.m. on Saturday. It is lovely to meet you, Laura. Thank you so much oh, for the conversation, <laughs> and too. hopefully we'll be talking to you soon again down the road. I would love it. Thanks for having me on the show. What fun it's been! Excellent. Thank you. All right, Laura yeah. Cartman, guys. She is so much fun. Well, she's you know <laughs> any friend of Michael Giacchino's. Oh, you know they're going to be cool. Not going to be any slouch. Absolutely. All right, uh, we should take a break. Uh, Case, do we have something? I know yeah. you have things you want me to give away, yeah, 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 and I better yeah. do that you know now. What? I'm going to do this one because uh, right. we have a. Where is, is it? This where, where the hell is it? Is that? Uh, these are movie screening passes. Uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Beasts. Uh, this be is sick. Coming up on the fifth, seven p.m. at the. <laughs> U.A. King of Prussia. Uh, I'll take that's uh, that's uh, yeah him pleasuring himself. Uh, the- oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and I'm finished. You'll excuse me. I'm gonna go uh, grind the gears. <laughs> grind the gears. Yeah. Oh my God. Caller number five at two one five. Two one five two six three. Not caller number five. Five callers. Two one five two six three. WMMR. We're going to set you into that. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. B file on the way. Stay with us. After a long break, one of our favorite musical features returns. Pierre Robert hosts an intimate conversation and musical performance as WMMR presents an MM Archive Session starring the Revivalists. Tune in.
again Friday at 2 p.m. for what promises to be an outstanding session. The first event in our brand new performance studio with MMR favorites, The Revivalists. Sponsored by Concord Music, C3 Management, and 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by uh, Circa Flags. Jersey Shore residents, check out CircaFlags.com for personalized beach gear. Hmm. Customize your very own family logo in seconds to display on beach flags and apparel all summer long. That's C-I-R-C-A Flags.com. So a man killed in a small plane crash in upstate New York on Sunday was identified by authorities as Dr. Morris Wortman, a gynecologist accused of using his own sperm to impregnate several of his oh, own here patients. here we go again. Here Come we on, go man. again. One of these guys. That's why you should always taste it before you go through. Well, this dude died in a plane crash. So, oh. Wartman, who is 72, died after the plane crash in a pasture, having seemingly fallen apart in midair. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. The pilot, a 70-year-old man named Earl Lucci, who had bragged online about having painstakingly built the experimental aircraft by hand, was also killed. That's how John Denver died. He died in an aircraft he built. Yeah. The preliminary investigation... I think so. ...indicates that the wings of the aircraft became detached from the fuselage and fell to the ground, landing in an orchard. Would you ever drive in a car you yourself had built? No. no. You know what? My my dad built a car, and we drove for years, and it was, you know, more of like a luxury, and so it wasn't (laughs) your everyday, but he ended up winning awards for it. Wow. Okay. Anybody Are you else, kidding me? Anybody else on the show says my dad built I, a car? Yeah. When he was, it, it was a Cobra. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. That's, okay. a, that's a cool car. Yeah. It was a really cool car. So a witness said, "You don't expect to see a plane coming apart in the air." I thought people had jumped out of it, like uh, the parachute, because there was a separation of stuff from the plane, and it took a few seconds to realize that it wasn't what was happening. I Is just, that a gynecologist? I just knew it wasn't going to be good. Uh, Wartman was a prominent local fixture in Rochester, where he had operated a fertility practice. He made headlines in the early 2000s for attracting the ire of militant anti-abortion protesters, some of whom threatened him with anthrax and suicide attacks. But more recently, he was accused of fertility fraud or lying about the source of the sperm that he used to help some of his patients conceive. Is is that just delusions of grandeur or just being lazy? In a 2021 lawsuit, Morgan Hellquist, whose mother became pregnant after seeing him for a fertility treatment in 1985, claimed to be his biological daughter. Her medical malpractice complaint alleges that Wartman told Hellquist's mother that the sperm donor was a local medical student. The doctor allegedly concealed his true link to Hellquist, even after she herself began seeing him as a gynecology patient. Oh, boy. Hellquist claims that she started trawling genetic databases in an effort to learn more about her background. To her horror, she eventually discovered she had about nine half-siblings and concluded that her donor father had been a serial sperm donor. I, I just, I can't with these men. Like, I know. I, How many crazy. times is this exact story? You guys watch that, that Yes, that documentary was... Uh, I mean, I watched it with like my jaw dropped, and then, and if you have not watched it, the end. I, I yeah, my mind yes. was blown. I, I, how does this man exist, and how is he not in jail? Right. How? What was that called again? Uh, something of the father. I'm going to shoot. I'm going to shoot. Was it our father? Was that? Hold on. Wait. Let me. It might look. have been our father. Look that up, and uh, while you're doing that, I'll I have a different story uh, to share. Yeah, our father. Our father. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's, I was it's wrong. A, it's on Netflix, I believe. 
Yes, it um, is on Netflix. So anyway, listen to this, and hopefully you guys saw this video. If not, you need to go check it out. It looks like it's right out of Dukes of Hazard. A video captured the moment a driver, and he did what we've all thought about doing. Yes. The driver hit a tow truck's flatbed ramp and went flying through the air. This is in South Georgia. In the video, you can see deputies on the side of a traffic incident on US 84, and a car comes down one of the lanes and does not slow down. The car goes up on the back of the tow truck, flips up into the air. One of the deputies immediately sprang into action and rushed out to help the driver. Uh, The Georgia State Patrol confirmed the driver survived the crash but was hospitalized with serious injuries. He was okay after he spit his own nuts out. Uh, Yeah, according to the report... Uh, the driver's car vaulted approximately 120 feet over the tow truck. It's impressive. And hit another car in the back. Yeah, it is. That, that's a good word for it. It's crazy impressive. So my question for you is, how did the Dukes of Hazard land the car every right. time? Uh, the car then traveled another 23 feet after the impact with the other car. A deputy was hit by flying debris from the crash and taken to the hospital. No injuries were, no other injuries were reported. It's unclear what, if any, charges will be filed against the driver who remains hospitalized with serious injuries. That's why it's hilarious. You see at the end of the, the Starsky and Hutch movie, they oh. show, you know, they do all these incredible jumps and they're running down the hills of San Francisco. And every time they did one of those, the car was completely wrecked. Yep. They had to keep using different cars. Yep. Same same way with uh, yeah. the generally. Right. Uh, sheriff's deputies in Nevada used a long rope to rescue a bear that had closed itself inside a resident's vehicle. Uh, the, I feel like an idiot. The, uh, uh, there were the, cookies on the back seat, and now I look like a moron. Uh, the Washu County Sheriff's Office said in a Facebook post that deputies responded to a home where a resident had found a bear closed inside of their vehicle. Uh, the post includes a video showing deputies trying uh, tying, you still have a CD player? Uh, tying a rope to the door handle and using it to open the door from a safe distance, allowing the bear to escape and run off into the wilderness. And the sheriff's office said uh, the incident serves as a reminder to make sure that any food, like cookies, Uh uh, wrappers, or other scented items are not left in the vehicle where they can attract unwanted attention from hungry bears. can't believe it was a Prius. And then (laughs) one final story, and this happens from time to time, but an 1882 painting of a famous Uh Scottish poet and his lover raised conspiracies about time travel. Some people see the couple passing off an iPhone in the painting. Uh-huh. Uh, so oh. this was in 1882. Wow. I've traveled what? from the future to bring you an unusable phone. Uh, while other viewers... <laughs> Who are you going to call, Jerkoff? Yeah. There's no Wi-Fi. Yeah. There's no cellular I service. can't get a signal. Yeah. Uh, so in the painting... Oh, oh, this is ridiculous. Look at this picture. It's a box! Well, other viewers it's are an iPhone. convinced the item is a Bible. Uh, history books reveal it's an that the two lovebirds made plans to get married while exchanging a Bible across a flowing stream, which seems to be what is happening in the painting in question. Uh, other century-old paintings have also been accused of sporting modern technology amidst historical scenes. My dearest wife, I've left you my iPad and my iPhone. But there has always seems to be an explanation for these miscategorizations. This one is it's just absurd. Not even close. Not even close. Yeah, it's it's way too big to be uh, an iPhone, I think. Not unless it's in a case. Sick, anyway. That's true. Well, did they think about that? You got to protect the screen. All right. And that's the last story that I have in the Bizarre File for you. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back in a second, test your knowledge of today's program, and we'll get the trash and music news as well. Stay there. We'll be back in a moment. 
Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR, ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoopin' and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let us give something away. We are going to do the lesson question for today, and we are going to give away a pair of tickets as MMR presents Rival Sons and the Record Company and Starcrawler. That's this Saturday, by the way, at Franklin Music Hall. The question, I'm going to go with one a little bit earlier, but I'm going to I'm going to give a nod to one I could have used, but it was just too recent. So the question I'm going to ask is, what killed James K. Polk? (laughs) Not really, okay? If you look it up on Wikipedia or whatever, however he died in real life is not what we're looking for. How did he die on our show? James K. Polk, (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. Now, the question I could have asked is, what's the Transformers euphemism for (laughs) self-pleasure? Grind the gears. But that was just a little while ago, so I wanted to get something from a little bit earlier this morning. Let's see if you know the answer. We'll do the trash while you call in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's get to the stories, Steve. What's going on this morning? Well, 27-year-old singer Dua Lipa is working on a fashion collection with Donatella Versace. Dua Lipa admitted it was jarring the first time she met Donatella and had to fight the urge to douche her face. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Former reality stars Kendra Wilkinson and ex-husband Hank Baskett sharing an update on where their relationship stands years after the show was canceled. Both Hank and Kendra agree that once fame left them, they realized they had been hating each other for all the right reasons. Ah. And finally, Kourtney Kardashian opening up about being away from her children while accompanying husband Travis Barker on the Blink-182 tour. Kourtney says there are many nights she goes to sleep crying knowing one day the tour will end. Yeah. <laughs> All righty, we'll see if you've been paying attention. We need an answer to this question. What killed James K. Polk? 215-263-WMMR. Uh, we'll go to Brian for the answer. Hello there, Brian. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. Uh, good morning, good, and good morning to see you. Uh, all right, good morning to see you, <laughs> Brian. What is the answer? How was James K. Polk killed? He was hit by the first car. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> the first car that rolled off the assembly line. Son of a bitch! Hit and killed him. 
Nick, I want to know how he actually died in just a second. But Brian, we're going to give you tickets as MMR presents Rival Sons to the Record Company and Starcrawler this Saturday, June 3rd. Franklin Music Hall and tickets are on sale now via AXS.com. You can text CONCERTS to 39333. And we'll send you a link to the MMR concert calendar and uh, complete details as well. So how how did he actually die? He uh, uh, got cholera after his presidency. Apparently, the presidency itself took its toll on his health. Yes. And, and he was uh, exhausted by the end of it. Uh, but this is actually kind of sweet. I never knew this before. His last words before he died were to his Snoop- wife. Snoop- no, not Snoop- Come on. Let me finish a goddamn sentence. His last words before he died to his wife were, I love you, Sarah, to, uh, for all eternity. I love you. My name's wow. Betty. My- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sarah must be my side act. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm and delirious. Now, and now I'm dead. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, music news. Let's get to this. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All righty, brought to you by Nobody But Me. So Guns N' Roses have announced the opening acts for their upcoming summer and fall North America tour. Uh, the band has tapped uh, The Pretenders, Alice in Chains, The Warning, and Carrie Underwood. She's a massive Guns N' Roses fan. To serve as their special guests across their 26-date run. I wonder if she's going to... Sing more rock stuff, right? I don't know. Uh, or, she she flirts. She plays yeah. some GNR uh, in her own shows from yeah. time to time. Uh, she had actually said, told Rolling Stone in twenty two, adding that, uh, she, or she had said that she learned how to sing by mimicking Axl Rose. She said, "I would pick really hard vocalists to try to emulate, and his voice always mesmerized me. I was like, how is he doing the things that he's doing? Uh, and in fact, those two have sung together." On stage before she was in L.A. Uh, for a duet of uh, "Welcome to the Jungle." Yeah, uh, back in March, uh, and so they kind of cool met each other. Yeah, it's like she, a Garth Brooks is a massive Van Halen fan, uh, Kiss fan. Well, he's probably a Van Halen fan too. Yeah, but um, and she, man, she can sing. She has got a powerful, powerful voice, and she's pretty. She's pretty as well. Um, the opening acts that are going to be somewhat in our area: Hershey, uh, the Pretenders will open. Uh, at uh, MetLife Stadium uh, in East Rutherford. The Pretenders is there. And also in Pittsburgh, uh, the Pretenders will be opening for Guns N' Roses. Chris, you see in in September, uh, their opening acts are, include The Warning, who've yes. been in our studio. Yes, uh, the, the three uh, Latina gals yeah. who are awesome, insanely talented, especially for their age. Uh, they're great. I went back and actually watched that video not too yeah. long ago. Great personalities. All yes. three of them together probably weigh 80 pounds. Uh, <laughs> and they were so much fun. Yeah, they, they were, were fantastic. They were a blast. It was fantastic. So I'm really happy for them. That's great. Uh, Matt Skiba, the Alkaline Trio band leader who replaced Tom DeLonge in Blink-182, has formed a new band. Uh, the band is called Lectron, and it features AFI bassist Hunter Bergen, uh, against me, one drummer and journeyman rocker Adam Willard and guitarist Randy Moore. Uh, the band released their debut two songs yesterday, uh, Dirty Jacks and She's a War. And then the final thing that I'll end in music news with is that Dolly Parton just added a Guinness World Record hat trick to her legacy. What'd she do? During a presentation in Nashville, Guinness World Records, the global authority on all things record-breaking, presented the country music legend with three new record titles celebrating her career. She's received records for the most studio albums released by a female country singer at 65 albums. That's amazing. That's unreal. 
the longest time span between number one hits on the U.S. Top Country Albums chart for a female artist, which is 43 years and 156 days. So she, so she still, 43 years later, can bring a number one. And the most top ten entries on the U.S. Top Country Albums chart for a female. She's had 48 of those. She's also in the Guinness Book of World Records for making an eight-ton pierogi. Oh, yeah. Wow. Which a lot is of kind of amazing. Didn't even know that was yeah, a record. Yeah, that was just something she wanted to do. Uh, by the way, these are her other seven uh, world records. She has uh, the most decades with a top 20 hit on the U.S. Hot Country uh, Songs chart with wow. six decades. Most number one hits on the U.S. Hot Country Songs chart by a female artist. She's had 25 number one hits. Most decades on the U.S. Hot Country Songs chart uh, for a female with seven decades. Uh, most hits on the U.S. Hot Country chart by a female artist, which is 109. Longest span of number one hits on the U.S. Hot Country Song chart. That's 35 years and 26 days. She also has the first, uh, being the first country singer to be nominated for an EGOT, so she hasn't won them, but she's been nominated for an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. And she has the most Grammy nominations for a female country artist at 51 nominations. It's astonishing. Unbelievable. I, I, I'm curious to see what this rock album is going to be like. Some yeah. of the stuff we've heard is pretty cool. Yep. All right, that's it. Music news. Over. Done. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second, wrap up the program. Leather Day for the Word of the Week, and uh, we're sending someone out of the nest Aww. as well. Someone's going on, uh, on their way. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. WMMR presents the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Friday, June 16th, two locations in Oaks at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center or South Philly at the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. Sign up now at WMMR.com. Donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt, a window niche and tote bag, ever fresh juice, and our sincere thanks for making a real difference in our community. Appointments are required, so secure your preferred Time today at WMMR.com. The 18th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. At 1028 a.m. as we are wrapping up today's radio program. And uh, I had fun today. It was a fun guys. show. Yeah. We learned about uh, our earliest memories. Yes. Which was uh, a nice conversation. Uh, and uh, we had some uh, interesting guests on as well. I would like to thank uh, Drew Gulak, who yeah! is still here, hanging out with us this morning. Thanks, guys. Didn't want to <laughs> leave, and we love it. He's just kind of been chilling. We've been off uh, mic, talking him the breaks and stuff, and rapping, as the kids say. We've been rapping. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for letting me be a wallflower. No, no problem. Our pleasure. And another great guest, Laura Carpman, yeah. who is a composer. Who's going to be in town on Saturday and with the Philadelphia Orchestra. Philadelphia Orchestra is going to be playing um, a score that she wrote for the Marvels film. Um, and this is well before the movie's being released. This is kind of, she can't believe that uh, Marvel is allowing this to yeah, happen. You should do this. And it's a free concert. It's the Philadelphia Orchestra uh, Pride concert on Saturday um, at the Verizon Hall Kimmel Center. And it's free, like I said. And you go to Phil Ork dot org slash pride concert and you can get tickets and she's going to be there and is excited to be in philadelphia and it should be pretty awesome there's all kinds of choral music besides the choir and stuff so it's going to be really cool and it's uh, to kick off pride month so we're happy to mention that and very cool to meet laura um let's see should we let's yeah, let's uh, t- say goodbye to someone yeah. this is unfortunate damn it 
Yeah, we uh, it's this time of year because uh, students have been graduating and they're moving on their way, so we're losing an intern. Yes, we're sending another one out into that under the dirty streets. Now they will become to known as. They will become to known as. Uh, Carmella, Carmella is here with us this morning. <laughs> Carmella. Hello. What's your last name, by the way, Carmel? Velotico. Velotico? Velotico. Velotico. Velotico? Velotico? Yeah. Uh, That is a, that's a mouthful of a name right there. Italian. Yeah. (laughs) No kidding. Redheaded Italian. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. You got the Irish part of that Italian. No, you are straight up. You have green eyes. Straight up up Italian. Full. Mm -hmm. You got green eyes? Hazel. Hazel, okay. Hazel eyes, red hair. I would have pegged Irish. Well, have you ever done Ancestry? What's that? Have you ever done, like, the Ancestry DNA? You got Irish in you. I don't think I did. Yeah. Oh, Maybe you had some Janice Joplin, too. Yeah. <laughs> she actually doesn't know her dad. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and by the way, well, you know what? We would have said goodbye to uh, her buddy, her fellow uh, uh, intern in arms. Uh, uh, we had Victoria, but she uh, her last day was at... Uh, at Keenan's, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that in the holy hell. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe you can speak for her. But uh, have you enjoyed your time on the President Steve Show? I have. I've had so much fun here. Excellent. And have you graduated already? Yeah, I graduated with Annie. Wow. Yeah. So here's something funny, Press. When she came in last week, we were going through all the sex toys for the. Uh, <laughs> and as she the came in, she, yeah, she came in with a couple of new interns. And before, as they're walking <laughs> in the room, I said, "Hey, listen." Because I'm just trying to protect the show yeah, on the station. Yeah. I said, listen, uh, I have some, like, questionable items over here. Uh, if this makes you feel uncomfortable at all, you can, you know, re- <laughs> remove yourself from the room, blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe a half an hour later, she's in the green room, and I walk in there, and she has a dildo in her hand, <laughs> and she does dildo guns at me. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was made for this show. Your parents love to hear that, Carmela. Well, you 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 bet you are on air, right? You are on air with, with the Temple, right? Yeah. And so that your desire is to be on air, correct? Mm-hmm. Very yes, cool. Did they ever do dildo guns at Temple Radio? <laughs> no, not it's yet. Strictly student run. So okay. no. All right. You're you're pretty quiet though. Uh, I find I found that out about you. Well, around here you yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, which actually can be admirable. So there are some people that come in and try to be a little too. We, we are trying to work. Right. And and uh, who try to, uh, you know, mix it up a little bit too much. And, the rules and, don't we, look at our eyes. No, 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 no. We want to get to know everybody for sure. But if you are trying to get through the work day, it's kind of like, all right, well, hang on. I got to work right yes. now. But Carmel's always been in the yeah. background. Yes. Uh, doing the work and, and getting it's stuff great done. Great work. So, yeah. Um, so that's cool. So you want to be on-air personality? Mm-hmm. Yes. Excellent. Have you got any, uh, you got the, the feelers out yet trying to find a job? Uh, yeah, I've been looking all around, like even New York and everything too. So yeah. just looking Look all around, everywhere, that's everywhere. What, that's what you got to do. You, you're, yes. you're plugged in. You've been very, very uh, helpful here, and you're very proactive. And I think you'll do really well. You Thank know? you. Yeah, excellent. Well, good luck to you. There's Thank an you. opening down the road um, <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> DeBell is. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, John DeBell is leaving. How about that? Yeah, I'll yeah, fill in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Done deal. I like the confidence. Yeah. Yeah. To all Carmela. Right. Good luck to you. Thank you, Carmela. Thank you so much. All right, there you go. Always be a member of the, uh, of the family. That's it. You know, That's you. Family's fam- it's about family. It's called Vin Diesel. The, yeah. The family won't remember you in a couple listen, years, but listen, you're always part of it. We have had so many <laughs> interns. We have had so many of them over the years that it's it, after a while, it's like, oh, man. I yeah. think we'll remember her, though, the redhead Italian. Yeah, yeah. the redhead Italian, yeah. most definitely. Hi, Pierre. Hi. I had uh, was at some event, and a uh, lady came up to me um, who went on to uh, Channel 3, CBS 3, and she um, said, I was an intern, and you treated me so nicely. Um, 
uh, and because uh, I was terrified of being there. And um, so it makes all the difference in the world. You guys also treat all the interns with a, a great deal of dignity and respect. And when I started here in a paid position, there was a couple people that were <laughs> just vile. Really? <laughs> yeah. And, really? Uh, I won't say the midday announcer, Anita, but... Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is kind of cool, though, like for us to look down the hallway, because Kristen Herman was an intern here, and right. Steve Asselotti was an intern yeah, here, right. and Sarah Parker was an yeah. intern here, and like all these people that have gotten jobs... At the radio station or at our sister stations over the years, like it's it's neat. We, we take pride in a pancake. Pancake, Perfect I example. mean, Jeez. right behind you. Yeah, Marissa. Did you mention Marissa? Mar- Marissa. Uh, Marissa. Yeah, not on our show, but yeah, Marissa was an intern here. I was an intern here. So, right. Chuck Tomiko. Uh, yeah, um, um, Steve Asselotti produces uh, John DeBella's show. Uh, a famous line uh, some years ago. He come came into my studio and said, "When are you going to retire and give some of us young people a chance?" <laughs> I said. Get the F out of here, you piece of S. Right, yeah. And I say that with love. Right. With love. You Peace guys and have love. an interesting relationship. I like watching it. What, him and Vassalotti? It's, it's just an ongoing joke now. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, and, and he got a gig, so yeah, get did. off my back. Yeah. I don't know. What am I supposed to do? Be a babysitter? Yeah. One of uh, Andy's producers, too. I forget her name. Oh, was uh, an intern with oh, us? One of our former interns, yes. Yeah. She's a sweetheart. Marissa knows her name. I haven't been over there in a little while. Who is it? Shannon. 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 Yes. Shannon. Preston's a big fan. <laughs> I listen, I'm a fan. Shana. Oh, shit. <laughs> we should do We're that Gina's again. in here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah, you can finish that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have to play name that coworker again. At again, some point. it can be. I was <sighs> yeah. just Steve. Not that was in, me. Yeah, you, we could, and we could do it sober. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, do it sober. I don't need to be drunk. Yeah, to fail yeah. that miserably. That would be fun. It's easier because I can have fun and you know not care yeah, when yeah, I'm yeah. drunk. So, right. but you'll actually see the, the I'll be thoroughly desperation, the distraught look. Speaking of um, coworkers, there was this sales guy here some years ago, and I'd see him every day, and he'd say hello. And then, uh, you know, and then time passed, and I was walking past KYW at Fifth and Market at the time, and uh, he walked out the door and I go, what are you doing in there? He goes, I've worked here for the last eight months. And I go, oh. Hold on. You in turn, Coach? I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, peace and love and Godspeed. All right. Uh, how about letter of the day? Oh, sure. Okay, here we go. Kristen and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the President and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter E as in eternal. All right, and we have one more letter to go. We're going to get it to you tomorrow, and we're going to give away a Dad's Want Steak package from Omaha Steaks that includes... Butcher's Cut Top Sirloins, Omaha Steaks Burgers, Gourmet Jumbo Franks, Omaha Steaks Seasoning, and more. And you can get Dad what he really wants, Omaha Steaks. Perfectly aged with tender, uh, always tender, and guaranteed delicious. You can use promo code WMMR to uh, check out, at checkout to get $30 off oh, your now. order. Minimum order may be required. I need to move these scripts down here. Yeah. I can't. They're a little too high. high. Well, yeah, the way you're my, a professional. My progressive lens is. I have to, oh, I have to uh, go like this, uh, and then uh, and then uh, it stretches out. Someone get Mr. Elliot a pillow, please. You know what? We yeah, we could easily move uh, that, that up there. Up there. Or, this or, I'm your chair. But then yeah. I don't know if I can read the text. Why so, don't we put you? Oh, <laughs> let's put you on a throne. It's terrible. <laughs> All right, anyway, uh, what's happening on your program today, Pierre? It's this video we're watching. It's of- a video of uh, Drunk Day way back when, and uh, uh, we had um, uh, Mark, Mark Summers here from Double Dare, and he was hosting a game called Name That Coworker, 
and they, and I was hammered by the way during this. <laughs> and you're running, you're still pressing the yeah, buttons. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And they and they brought oh in people that I've worked with for years. <laughs> To see if I knew their In fact, names. one of them that every morning he would walk... Was it Donnie? Yeah. I think it was yeah. Donnie. It was Donnie. Yeah. Donnie. Yeah. And at that point, and I didn't know Donnie's every day name. Right. And Donnie the had been here for a while. We also yeah. we started and ended with the same guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we brought him back. Guy, right? yeah, yeah. And Pierre, they, I got the guy's name wrong when they first brought him in. They told me oh, his yeah. name. They left. <laughs> Later on, they brought him back in, and I didn't remember his name. That is priceless. That's how bad I am. That's it's priceless. one of my all-time favorite segments to <laughs> go back and watch. It was so good. That, Casey and Kathy uh, and Bucko versus Delco, the oh. final Jeopardy round. Yeah. Mucking Pates. <laughs> that, that and this video are my two favorites, I think, of all in this, time. In this video, you look like Prince Harry. I was. I had, that's back when I used to color my beard. <laughs> And then I got allergic to the dye, and I couldn't do it anymore. Uh, Just like Prince Harry. face broke out, yeah. All right. um, Show. Yeah, show. On my show today, uh, we will have another pair of tickets for The Revivalists uh, playing at the Man Music Center on July 12th. And again, a reminder that tomorrow at 2 p.m., we'll run that entire MM Archive session back in the 2 o'clock hour of our uh, conversation and performance, and great performance, I might add, by The Revivalists as we broke in our performance space. Um, for today, workforce blocks of the Rolling Stones. Ronnie Wood today is 76. Tomorrow, Charlie Watts, the great drummer, would have been 82. And then we've got a block of the Dropkick Murphys and 311. Dropkicks are in uh, Atlantic City Saturday, 311 Sunday for the AC Beer and Music Fest at Baderfield. So lots to do. Awesome. All right, I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. President Steve Show runs on Duncan. And it's also brought to you by Polar Seltzer. Why be flat when you can sparkle? Refreshingly natural Polar Seltzer. Tomorrow on the program, uh, Pituation is stopping by. What? Yeah. Oh, is he doing this video game I thing? think it's the yeah. video game charity fundraiser. Hey. That he does. So we'll, we'll talk to him. We'll He's a man of a thousand voices. <laughs> All of the them ultra high. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find uh, out who the coolest teacher at West Effort High School is, and it will be no Sad Bro Friday tomorrow. So that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. The U.S. Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp.